Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Socially Distanced Podcast, the flagship podcast of thepopbreak.com. My name is Bill Bodkin. I am you're going to be your host, and I am the editor-in-chief of the site. And this episode is a bit of a departure from what you're normally going to hear. Of course, on this podcast, we're always talking pop culture, but this episode is going to be the first episode we are solely talking about sports, and it is going to be the way too early football podcast. And if you're wondering, yes, because we do have a way too early Oscar podcast on the Pop Break Radio Network, and I'm not very original. I am joined on this illustrious panel of football aficionados and Al Manorino. He is the managing editor of the site, and he is well-established as one of the worst gamblers of all time, and especially when it comes to football. Al, buddy, how you doing? And what team are you going to be talking about on this podcast? I'm doing great, Bill. Thank you for the terrible introduction. As um, always. As always. Um, I will say that since this is a video podcast, I'd like to show you my second Fauci ouchie. I got my second shot today. I like how the uh, Band-Aid basically blends into your... Yeah, I saw that. That was a little weird. Yeah, it's right there. You've already um, been to the beach like five times. It's not even (laughs) Memorial Day yet. I went one time. Five more times than me. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, so I got my second shot. I'm super happy. I'm I'm excited for things to uh, not be normal again, but start opening up. They're announcing concerts, which I feel like we should have a whole podcast dedicated to that yes and then ask me about five shows already that's true um and then yeah giants fan um you know love them love them to death even though they cause me so much misery no the 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 bad bets you make cause you misery i Uh, never bet on the giants because fuck that nor you should nor should you uh joining us uh you heard him most recently on our star wars podcast he is the chewbacca of this series, our engineer, producer, and um, sometimes spiritual guru, Lucas B. Jones. What's going on, man? And the P stands for punter, by the way. Are you ready for some football? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Remember that? Remember when that was the song and then we got an upgrade and then all of a sudden, like six times in, the upgrade was like, how do people feel about this song being like butchered and repurposed for, for Monday Night Football? But I guess... I guess our opinions don't really matter, do they? Well, I mean, you could also get the Carrie Underwood cover of uh, Joan Jett's um, Hate Myself for Loving You, where mm. they really try to crowbar in some references that really, like, kind of rise. Is that, wait, is that? It is, um, trust me, I know. For a yeah. Sunday night, it's not yeah. Yeah. First of all, I like it. Gets me pumped. Love me some Carrie <laughs> Underwood. I have a signed picture of her over there in the back. <laughs> Swear to God. Love her. Uh, Al... I met her one time. She was super pregnant, like crazy pregnant, like about to pop. And I looked more pregnant than her. I am pregnant with emotion. She looked amazing. Everything you're saying right now. <laughs> I know. Um, Lucas, what uh, team are you going to be representing uh, on this podcast? Um, I will be largely representing the Giants. Um, and I will attempt to have a, a, uh, a different perspective than Al potentially. Um, but I also feel extremely qualified uh, to talk about the rest of the NFC East um, because I hate myself as a Giants fan. And part of that self-hatred is uh, being very well-versed in all the teams that hate you. So I will right. try to talk about some of that. 
I did not mention the teams I will be representing. I will talk about the Giants as I was um, ever seen that seen in 300 where they hold the baby above the sea of skeletons. That was my father saying, you will be a Giants fan, yes or no? And my baby had saying yes. <laughs> I would have been cast out into a sea of skeletons. But I also talk about my daughter's number two team, the Miami Dolphins, because she loves Dolphins. And my brother-in-law's team, because he asked for me, I will comment about the Jets as well. Um, rejoining us for the first time in over a year, one of our favorite guests, because he gave us the phrase, bangers and bops. Right. We wanted to have him on much earlier, but he had to move from the rattlesnake-infested deserts of Arizona to the... Rattlesnake-infested. <laughs> Rattlesnake-infested, come on. If there's more than one, to me, that's an infestation. Oh, I was I was saying that they were also rattlesnakes in North Carolina just to fuck with everyone. Oh, shit. There might be. I don't know. No, there's not. There are. There are. Really? Yeah. I don't know. The Carolina Panthers play there. And there's and bears. We have bears here, too. At one point, and I used to love Muggsy Bogues. So, hey, Ben Murchison is back. What's up, pal? <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? Good to be back. Thanks for having me. And I ben, feel... Uh, much more qualified to talk about football than I think the last time you had me on talking about Hamilton. So this is a little bit more in my, uh, my wheelhouse. So I'm excited about that. And uh, I will be representing the Washington football team and I will try to refer to them as such throughout this podcast. Uh, I've been doing pretty well. And if you could see at home, I actually have the official Washington football team shirt on uh, this uh, will be a relic after this season, but you know, we're one and one with the playoffs. Are they going to have a name next year? Uh, yes, they're going – well, it could still be the same name. They might just stick with this, but they're going to make a final decision after this season. So. Yeah, no, they're and actually, they're actually, they had they had no time to come up with this. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they actually won pretty well we, last year. We made the playoffs. You know, the Washington football team has never not made the playoffs. So, as of right That's now – That's factually roll. correct. That is factually correct. <laughs> We're going to roll with this. I mean, the team as a whole peaked when I was like six, uh, and they've been on a steady decline ever since. But uh, we have some things to talk about this year. I'm a little bit excited. And excited for your team. And f- shut shut up. You should not be excited for his team. Your Giants fan. I, I can be nice. Uh, I mean, you could. And but finally, joining us, she is making her podcast debut. But she is a longtime staff writer on thepopbreak.com. Starting with us in 2014, she has also been one of the top people in our fantasy football league, dominating last year, defeating all comers. And she is a multiple podcast host, which I would love for you to tell everyone about the podcast you host, Megan LaBruna. She's like in Jersey for like two days and it was like i'll be on your podcast i'm flying to houston tomorrow whatever dude uh welcome to the show thank you i'm excited to be here and it's funny because i feel like i'm not qualified to talk about football like i know a little bit about it and everything i know i learned from lisa picard and uh so if i get anything wrong you can blame her but um yeah i that's fine yeah shockingly do really well in fantasy and i think it's just pure dumb luck like not knowing the stats and just Picking whomever, it works out. I recommend it. Um, I feel like yeah. that's kind of bullshit because you have always been consistently <laughs> good in fantasy. Like, consistently. Like, your pick, your draft is always really good. You make really good pickups. And last yeah. year, 
like I came back and had a pretty good time and you beat the shit out <laughs> after I beat Ben. Well, and, and I, uh, cause I follow on Instagram, like Lucas do. what, and that's kind of what I base it on. And then I'll look at like their stats week by week and just be like, they're doing really well. I'm going to pick them up. So pro tip. Well, it's, simple. it's simple when you talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you consistently win. <laughs> I'm over here ripping my hair out about half a yard <laughs> that gets retroactively added to somebody else. Uh, Lucas, how'd you do in our league last year? Bad. <laughs> bad he bad. did so bad. Um, I thought when Lucas drafted last year, I was just like, holy shit. Well, you know what? So I think it's I, I think it is directly tied to the betting success as well. Because two years ago in the non-COVID year, I did really well across the board in fantasy football and also won a bunch of money on the NFL. And this year I uh did not. Oh, sure. Blame, blame, the, blame the pandemic, why don't you? I'm, I'm going to for most of my problems. Yeah. Uh, but, Megan, please uh, tell people who, what team you're going to be representing and the podcast that you host. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I host two podcasts. One is about movies. Uh, it's called Screen Mavericks, and we do deep dives on specific topics within a movie. Um, so go check that out. And then another one is called My Ovaries Made Me Do It which I host with my friend D and it is about kind of like women issues and just funny stories and things, but it's totally relatable. I highly recommend everybody listen to it. Uh, we just covered something about clit facts because it was international clit week. And so guys, girls, everybody can learn from it. I promise you. <laughs> God damn. And, You're uh, going to plug the shit out yeah. of that because there's a lot of people who can learn stuff. Um, uh, so we'll yeah. plug that at the end of the podcast for sure. Absolutely. My and ovaries the, made me do it. Yes. That's the one. Uh, and then the team that I'm representing today is uh, the Green Bay Packers. So I'm sure we have a lot to talk about on that. I think there's a whole topic about it. Is. Isn't your yeah. team usually named after Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. So my team, um, and I didn't do it this year. I don't know what was happening, but I forgot to put it. But it's normally Wet Hot American Rodgers. Or one fine clay. Those are my like go to names. First off, it's two solid both, names. Both amazing. Both great. My yeah. best fantasy football team name was, and I think it's the year I almost won the title, was Captain America's Beard. That's a good one. Last I'm usually the Johnny Utahs, but like Captain America's Beard almost won it for me. <laughs> ben, what was your team in our league? I was trying to remember at one point, I think it was the Peaky Football Blinders. Like, you were uh, the Peaky fa- I always thought, like, it's when it said FB, I'm like, why the fuck is he the peaky Facebook blinders? That makes no <laughs> sense to me. I'm not even drunk. I literally thought that every time I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, I think I kept that this past year. I can't recall. but uh, yeah, yeah, And I know, Al, you were the Washington gun takers. Yes, it's a super specific uh, Kimmy Schmidt reference. There's a yes. whole arc on Kimmy Schmidt where she's dating the the heir of the owner of the Washington, uh, of the Washington football team where it's in the show. It is the Redskins still. So their whole, it's the whole like season arc is about her uh, like with that family. And at the end, they basically um, rename the team. And it's just like, it was perfect timing because it was like a year or two <laughs> before all of this happened. So it was, uh, it was interesting. Your, your best team name was the JJ Bittenbinders though. It's I've reused that for fantasy, uh, for fantasy baseball this year. Um, and you know, I, you know less about baseball. Than you know, football. So I don't know anything about baseball. I know a lot more about football than I do baseball. And but I, Lucas, you had a great name for your really bad team this year. 
Well, yeah. So I had uh, what? Did I, oh, I was kick some Butker. Um, Named after the Chiefs kicker Harrison yeah. Butker. I, I always try to. I always try to get a name after a player that I've got on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, my other team, which I in a different league, which I was also terrible with, um, was uh, Rich Homie Saquon. Um, and then Saquon Barkley broke his entire body. His whole body uh, just shattered it. Two games in, so that his was muscles turned into jelly. I will say that I can't remember the original team name, but the year that I won the Pop Break League two years ago, yeah, I had Mahomes as my quarterback, and it was the season where he got hurt, and it was like a really bad injury. Oh, and everyone's like, everyone's like, oh my god, he's he's done. And like two games later, he came back. But like as soon yeah, as that injury I, happened, I know, I know who your team name was. It was Must Season is fucked. Must Season is fucked. Yeah, and I kept it even though he came back, and I won it anyway. It so suck it, Pop Breakers. Thanks, bud. No um, so we're gonna. I'm gonna start. <laughs> literally three or four of you on this podcast. <laughs> literally like every one of us is in our everyone. fantasy league, which is the Michael Bay Fantasy Football League, yeah. uh, which is uh, moderated by Dan Cohen, uh, our former film editor, who has and guests on this pod. Yeah, he was on this pod. He was one of our most listened to podcasts. Um, Got a following. Uh, I'm gonna start this podcast off with a very, very simple but very important question. It's a two-part question, guys. And it was not on our pre-format. It's not on our format. It is, what is your go-to football snack and football beverage? Because if you know anything about Al and I on this podcast, snacks and drinks matter. Right. It is vitally important. Lucas, griller of meats and drinker of beers. I'm going to start with you, dude. Um. So my favorite football snack is definitely like it's the chicken wing. It's, it's 110% the best way to go. I did have to start incorporating some cheese and some, some snacks this year um, for my girlfriend who is a cheese aficionado. Yeah, I think cheese a holic um, is more like, yeah. It. So I made, I, made I, Westerner, I, so I, I see <laughs> yeah. Vikings. I, I did finally crack the code on a, a really good cheese dip recipe. So I'm pretty excited about that, mm. but I go for wings um okay. well, now you have to share the cheese dip recipe because yeah. i will wings and uh pbrs in a mug really really a huge fan of that they Super go down specific. very smooth it's very specific is your girlfriend a vikings fan no uh she's not actually a huge i mean she is a vikings fan by default because of the minnesota thing yeah because i mean because who she likes hates her the cousins, packers. right ben <laughs> she hates the packers by default so it's more like like a minnesota mm-hmm. thing but she was actually rooting for the Bucks last year because they had a couple of uh, gophers, oh. golden gophers on the team. So or tell her she could tell her to come in when I we talk about Tom Brady. Fuck, I'm actually walking out there soon. So. <laughs> I'll be like, your girlfriend's what's her name again? Marissa. So close, Melissa, Melissa, nope. Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met her in person. I'm sorry. Um, she's been on this podcast. You also buried her employer one time, um, but you know, Megan. When you're watching football, what are you eating and drinking? Yeah, so my roommate makes a killer buffalo chicken dip, so we always have that. It's amazing, so good. And I am in the South now, so we use koozie, so it's a white claw in a koozie. You are in Houston right now, so do you do you watch any of the Texans? Yeah, I actually worked for the Texans for three seasons. 
Yeah. First off, okay, breaking news. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did you do for the Texans? Um, so I started as a game day employee. And then when I was switching over to teaching, I had to do like um, just all the training and stuff. So I actually got an internship with them, a full-time internship, which lined up perfectly because the season ended when I would have started teaching. And so I worked like full-time for them one year. And I did a lot of like ticket sales and account management and stuff like that. So we had a lunchroom that was like in the stadium. They're one of the teams that like have everything located in their stadium. So I would go to work every day at the stadium NRG. Uh, and I like had lunch sitting next to a bunch of players, JJ and all them. Not there anymore, obviously. But uh, we will be talking about that. But yeah. anyway, JJ Watt, the coolest <laughs> dude in the world. He's uh, he's super tall. He's super cool. I uh, was like. I went to go a tutor as well and I got lost in the neighborhood and I saw him taking in his groceries and I was like, Oh shit. JJ lives there. <laughs> like JJ, like brother, like how do yeah. I get to this street? And he's like, you know what you take, you take, a yeah. ride, right. <laughs> when you see, when you see the Del Taco, you're, you're good to go. That's a California reference probably. And it's just, he's so massive. You can't miss him. And that's just, yeah. That's <laughs> the thing. I don't think people, I one time ran into New York Giants center, Sean O'Hara like after they won to beat the Patriots and their undefeated season. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's a big guy. No, he was a giant of a man. Yeah. He was a mountain. Yeah. A mountain of a human. Mm-hmm. Ben, I'm assuming your snacks are very craft beer meets something super lean because you're probably the most in shape person on this podcast. Sorry, Al. I'm terrible. I'm not. I'm, I'm not in good shape at all. Are awful. No, I'm. I'm trying really hard to get back into shape. Uh, Same. But yeah. So um, I'm trying to put you over, Ben. Just, just bury it. Al. It's fine. That's I fine. can take the compliment. I, I, I describe myself as like a skinny fat. Like I, I look, you know, like I would be thin, but then take my shirt off and say, you should probably try doing a sit up or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think me and Ben might be related. <laughs> Same guy. I feel like you're. You have a similar beard structure. Yeah, a little bit. His is fuller though. His is definitely nicer. Yeah, it blends into his black hat really nicely. Yeah. Um, Why did I come on this podcast? I have a flight in two hours. Um, Seriously. (laughs) um, But Ben, what's your what's your snack and drink of choice for football? Uh, I mean, is pizza a snack? I feel like that's a full meal. But uh, I yeah, I'm a I'm a pizza guy 100. If I could eat it every meal without you know worrying about it, I would do it. Uh, and it doesn't matter what it is. There's really no bad pizza, uh, but that's that's always the go-to. And then, yeah, beer um, is definitely the on the menu, and it's, it's usually some form of IPA. And uh, because I'm health conscious, of course, the low-cal IPA is anything that's like 100 calories and under, which luckily they have some delicious ones these days. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's me. For me, uh, before I get to Al, I'm going to go with, uh, of course, Jameson Irish Whiskey, who should be sponsoring the goddamn podcast. At this point. At this point. He's sponsoring my life. Um, I'm a big fan of, because everyone's been saying wings so far, I'm going to go with the big pretzel. The big pretzel with a with a beer cheese, with a Bavarian mustard, and a honey mustard with a trio. Come on. I mean, wings are, of course, the standard, but I want to be a little different. So um, give me that big-ass pretzel, man. Warmed you know, up. You know what you should do, Bill? You, you get yourself one of those, those like, regular big-ass pretzels, right? And then you throw it in the microwave, like, you, as you normally do. As you do. Then you take it, get a little salted butter with some garlic. You cut you some like sl- You mean like carry gold? <laughs> and like carry gold. Some thin slices in the top. Butter that pretzel and grill that thing. 
Wow. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I've also used it as a, uh, the holes of a pretzel as a, holders for a charcuterie board as well, which is also wonderful and fancy if you're a football fan. Al, your football snacks, man. Uh, that's, that's good. We could have literally done a whole podcast on football snacks. (laughs) We really could have, honestly. I'm like, we could have just done that. I want to say, you know, it's, it's obviously beer. And then like, if I'm out somewhere, it's usually wings, but I don't really snack a lot when I watch games. I'm, I'm usually too into it. I think I usually drink more than anything else. And Lucas knows this because he sees me more than most humans. I don't like to drink and eat. Like, I can't consistently do both. I, I'd like to either just, just drink or just all, inhale all the food. What else? So, what, a, what, a, what a skill you need to acquire. I know. Um, <laughs> I, just feel, I, I just feel like I, I can't do one or the other to my, like, the level I want to be at. I guess. And I just, I want to, I want to hate myself as uh, a former comedian used to say after I eat or after I drink. So I said former, if you got that reference anyway, um, early in the season goes as lighter beers. And then later in the seasons, like mad elf. Cause I want to, I just want to relax and fucking have a 9% beer and, and, and watch the giants just try. Because <laughs> that's what we're good at right now. We're good at trying. We're trying. Jojo, listen, listen, you listen. made us try again. <laughs> Lucas and I and, and, and you and me uh, you and me have talked all last season. At least they're trying because they <laughs> never used to try. <laughs> listen, if we had beaten them, if we had lost to the fucking Washington football team, we would have had Chase Young. We would have been great. But, you know, you're welcome, Ben. You're welcome. <laughs> Just a once in a generation player. You did it to yourself. Okay. If you drafted Dwayne Haskins, then you would have Chase Young right now. So. Oh, God. I'm so glad we don't have Dwayne Haskins. I Seriously. You don't either. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Megan, we're going to, you know, I'm going to like um, the hottest topic in football right now is former Jeopardy host Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he is not a happy boy. He is not. No. Um, and if I was Aaron Rodgers and looking at the draft picks and free agent signings of the Green Bay Packers, I wouldn't really be either. But right now, you know, especially uh, talked about a lot during the draft a few weeks ago, um, he's not happy. He wants to either get paid sick money or get traded. What do you think? will happen with Aaron Rodgers slash at this point, given his age, do you want Aaron Rodgers on the Packers anymore? I mean, you're like, wow, thanks Bill. That's like, I do do want him on the Packers. I do. Um, He just, you know, they always get so close every year, I feel like, and then they just don't make it, you know? And so I would love to see him just make it one more year before retiring or leaving but I know he doesn't want to be there. So like, I don't know that what that would do to the team if he stayed, if they forced them to stay. But I think he would quit in a heartbeat if he got like a full-time Jeopardy job because he freaking loves Jeopardy, like loves it. I, uh, he was quite boring in my opinion. <laughs> well, and funnily enough, he followed me on Twitter one time years ago when he was on, yeah, I thought it was We're an accident. constantly dropping bombs. Like I work for the Texans. Aaron Rodgers followed me on Twitter. It was a whole, I like lost my shit because at the time I was like super, super, super like about Aaron Rodgers. 
And I had commented about him being on Jeopardy. And so like, obviously he probably doesn't run his account. So whoever did, his publicist just probably followed everybody talking about him being on Jeopardy because a month later he unfollowed me. But it's fine. It was there for a month. It counted. Um, but yeah, I hope no, you I screenshotted did. it. <laughs> of course I did. Yeah, I have that shit. Thing. Good. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I do like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a really good quarterback. But just the team, I feel like they keep getting rid of players or players are retiring, ones that I thought worked well with him. And I just like, I think it's going to be a few rebuilding years before they have another good year. And so I could absolutely see him leaving. I hope he doesn't, but I wouldn't be shocked if he did. But the, my, so my follow-up question to that is given his age, he's like 38. I want to say, yeah, he's like 37 or 38. He's around yeah. There, yeah. Do you think it's time that the Packers are like, listen, let's get everything we can for him and let's rebuild. Like not unlike what they did with Brett Favre, and let him play. Yeah. I mean, I do. And I I don't know about their whole, like, picking up Blake Bortles. I'm sure that'll be later on. But I will have a lot of Bortles. Well, Bortles. As soon as that happened, I was just like, not Jake Jordles. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. God. Blake Bortles <laughs> is most famous for a fucking good place reference than as a quarterback. Um, Facts. Absolutely right. Oh, God damn it. Uh, Ben, your your other returning guest here. Um, your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers wanting to GTFO uh, from Green Bay, and uh, where do you think he might end up? What place makes the most sense for him to go? Okay. And could it be Green Bay? Ah, uh, okay. So, place that makes the most sense for him to want to go in my mind would be somewhere where he actually has a chance to win a Super Bowl, but um, Washington football team. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> some team where they're only a quarterback away from really being a contender. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I mean, he has a list that he's already basically put out in the universe, you know, unless that's BS. So, I mean, he pretty much said he wants to go to Denver for whatever reason. Um, and so, I mean, it's basically Aaron Rodgers playing a game of chicken against Green Bay right now. Uh, if he can convince them that he's 100% going to sit out the season, then, you know, maybe they go ahead and decide after June, you know, the deadline that they, they kind of try to trade him now and get what they can for him. Um, because, yeah, I mean, he's up in age. I mean, they obviously have his successor already, you know, in waiting, uh, like Green Bay somehow manages to tend to do uh, every couple of decades. So, it's, uh, you know, it's set up for him to go somewhere else and for them to try to get what they can for him. A, a team like Denver would, I'm sure, pay handsomely to get Aaron Rodgers on the roster. They've already had, you know, success with bringing, you know, an older quarterback and Peyton Manning over and getting themselves a Super Bowl. So all that makes sense. Um, personally, if I had to guess, I, yeah, I think he ends up getting traded and I think he gets what he wants and he goes to Denver. Uh, I mean, he seems pretty adamant. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy from listening to him on the, uh, you know, Pat McAfee show. If you're ever watching those interviews, he's pretty straightforward. It oh. doesn't really seem like somebody that's just talking to talk. So, uh, in wrestling, I've had to deal enough with that guy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, if I had to guess, he ends up on Denver because that's what he wants and it's not in the division. So it makes sense for green Bay that if you're going to trade him, you trade him there. So, uh, so that's, that's my prediction for where he ends up. And that's going to be a ripple effect across football and, you know, especially fantasy football. LPJ all day, baby. Um, I see you nodding and agreeing. Uh, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? A-Rod, as some people call him. Do you think he gets that A-Rod deal, as Al just 
Britney Spears. Um, do you do you get that? Do you think he gets that almost a rod like Yankees deal, or he gets a buttload of money just to stay in Green Bay? Which I don't know if that makes sense in your opinion or not. Or do you think a deal gets made because a king's ransom probably would be had? No, I think I think they're going to learn their lesson from the Eagles and Carson Wentz. Um, you don't trade your franchise quarterback when he's the least valuable. Uh, the Eagles dumped Carson Wentz for pennies on the dollar, essentially, and the Packers don't want to do that. They have they have a valuable property. They're going to absolutely Peyton Manning him. They're going to unload him. They're not going to sign him. They're going to save all that money. Um, they're headed they're they're headed towards a rebuild. I think. I, I mean, I think when you have an old quarterback and you have an old quarterback that has somewhat stalled in fairness, because the team hasn't really been there. They've either been hurt or there just haven't been the pieces. I think the ownership is just throwing their hands up in the air saying we can't win with him because he's too expensive. So we're going to try to win without him. And what does that mean? It means a rebuild. The Giants did it when they unloaded Eli, the Colts did it when they unloaded Peyton. Um, the Giants even did it in a sense when they unloaded Kurt Warner, when they made that switch from Warner to Eli way back when. Um, yep. So I think it just makes sense to trade him somewhere. Um, I like the Broncos. I wouldn't be surprised considering how dysfunctional the Eagles are if they have a bad enough season this year that they try to go for it. They, they jump ship and rebuild inside of a rebuild um, and just see what he can do. Uh, but I, I think Denver makes the most sense. I think I keep saying it with a lot of players and I know I've mentioned that Al and other people in, in Facebook messages, messages, I should say. That it's just like there's a Herschel Walker deal out there for a quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers would be that one where they trade a just a ridiculous amount of picks for him. Because I know a lot of people are like, ah, oh, everyone's like Tom Brady, who we'll get into later on the show, has kind of skewed where everyone thinks quarterbacks can play until they're 43. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP at like 37. So yeah, I think he can go a few more years and take a team who's built to win to win one team I saw and they just traded for a quarterback that kind of would make sense is the Rams. They just traded for Stafford, but imagine sending Stafford to the Packers. I know Al it's, it's not like the greatest trade in the world, but it no, I'm just, I'm still, I'm like livid about what the Rams gave up for Stafford. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I know. No sense. No, but imagine they trade. So they have a lot of assets. Just imagine you're the Rams and you trade for Stafford. And then like two weeks later, they're like, Aaron Rodgers isn't happy in Green Bay. They're like, fuck, <laughs> what did we do? We could have just I mean, they've made a lot. That's the team I think who's made. They've made so many trades. So imagine like it almost makes sense to be like, okay, send Stafford to the Packers. He's the bridge quarterback for, for Love. Love can learn under Stafford. The Rams have the type of team that can win now. And that's what they've been building for. They're just like, let's trade for older all-star players. We can win now. And Aaron Rodgers there, you know, West Coast kid, makes a lot of sense. If the 49ers hadn't drafted that quarterback this year, I could have seen them tra- sending um, Jimmy G. Lance. Oh, thanks. Yeah, the 49ers could have sent Jimmy G over there. And if, you know, everyone, they get Rodgers, that would have made a lot of sense because Rodgers is from the San Francisco Bay Area. But I do think he gets traded uh, because I don't think they're going to sit on him for a while. 
The only other option is they gave him so much. They gave him so much money that it sets the team back like ten years. They didn't do it for Brett Favre, so I can't see them doing it for Aaron Rodgers. You know, and Brett Favre won a Super Bowl with them, so you know, Al, your thoughts? It's so weird that we're like we're talking about him in this context. Like he and didn't just win the like, MVP. Why did this happen in like the off season? You know? <laughs> yeah. It just makes it just so weird. It's like such a weird predicament. Like, because like they, they have a MVP quarterback and all they had to do was like, Oh, he wants help. Like he, needs, he wants to win. I don't know. Let's like, went to the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> Yeah, like, 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 if I was them, I'd be bending over backwards to, I don't know, build out a team for the MVP. Like, get some good it, players. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> if the if it's like it's like the Warriors had Steph Curry and then just like didn't give him like just the occasional decent player to play with. Like, you mean like Carmelo Anthony and the Knicks? No. <laughs> Don't. Have any good players. <laughs> I don't, but Steph Curry is, is a, is a yeah, god amongst better, men. Right? Carmelo Anthony no, I'm just saying. had like a good season. You just no, can't afford yeah. it. That's the, that's the issue there. Right? They don't have the... Yeah, the exactly. Exactly. So, you know, the, I, the way I see it is like, if I'm Rodgers, I'm not happy. I'm not winning a Super Bowl here because they don't have the money to support it. Then it makes sense that he's disgruntled and he wants to leave. And, you know, I don't think the Packers with this whole cloud of negativity around it, like they, they should just like you guys are saying, get all they can for him. And it should be a lot considering reminder, he's the MVP. <laughs> like, it's not like they're trading Carson Wentz who played on like, I would say like an elementary school level of football last year, last season. Wow. Like he was as a, you got heat with Philly now. Well, they, I already <laughs> do. I'm a Sean Giants fan. But, like, as someone who, like, legitimately, like, liked Carson Wentz, like, actually was like, this guy is a pretty decent quarterback. I'm, you know, sucks that he's on the Eagles, but he was pretty good. He had the yips all last season. His spirit was broken. He was, like, fucking um, reek from Game of Thrones. It was bad. Okay. His, his he was bad, dude. Like it, no, he, he was bad. He wasn't like he, his spirit. His spirit his was broken. I mean, every time he threw a pick, it looked like he was just like had just got like kicked in the nuts. It was bad to watch. So it's it's just you can't compare it. Like that, every team that is remotely looking to win could be in a position to you know if they had the money to have the cap space like. Get Aaron Rodgers. You're gonna get like at least three solid seasons out of him if you surround him with some talent, uh, whether that's through free agency or draft. Like the Buccaneers last two seasons ago, whatever the end uh, season and a half ago, they're like, all right, we're gonna get Tom Brady. Let's let's literally build a team around him, and then they did it. Like they literally built a team and went to the Super Bowl and won it. They can they can replicate that same thing with Rodgers, um, the right team. I think a team that's already like this close to winning a Super Bowl, they just need like that little oomph would be perfect would be the saints because they really don't have a quarterback right now. If you really think about it, they have a guy who can play every position very well, but I don't necessarily you don't believe in Taysom Hill. 
I don't. I don't think anyone does. I think someone said that Winston is the starter. And I don't how many how many like games has he started? So I just I mean, if they want to win this year, I, I would say like get get Rogers, man. I don't know. I, ben, are you throwing up a W there? Are you talk about Washington? Uh, he did like the famous crab eating thing. Yeah, he's got. A, he's, he's eating the w. w. He's eating the W. Yeah, that's that was yeah. which makes no sense to me. Ben, I'm I'm surprised you didn't say, "Hey, Washington should trade for him." Uh, well, I'm 100 on board with that. If we, you know, could do that, but I, that was the, you know, as soon as that news came out during the draft, Twitter was, you know, ablaze with every team saying they wanted to get him. But Washington does have cap space. We've got great wide receivers. We've got Antonio Gibson, a running back for him. We've got a heck of a defense. But I don't know. He didn't put us on his list, and I feel like whatever he wants. Apparently, the Giants were on his list. I'm like, really, dude? All right, cool, man. Was it weird though? Before we go on to the next topic, was it weird that when that was announced? During the draft, the Packers didn't like seize the opportunity to just completely rob a team either this season or next season of their picks or like players. It made it was kind of weird. Like, Megan, you're the resident Packers fan, so I'm going to ask you that question. I mean, I think at that point they were still holding out hope that they can come to an agreement to get them to stay. Yeah, and I truly, I, I think that's where their head was at. Like, I think they really think he's just playing chicken. But as you guys have, you know, brought up at this point, he's not playing chicken. You know, he wants yeah. to get out of there. And I mean, you know, it would be pretty cool if they could, like you said, staff a team that would help him win. I think he would stay then. But at the end of the day, the players want to win championships and he's probably not going to do it with the Packers. As much as I love the Packers, I just, I don't think he's probably going to do it there. If they they should have done it. a, they should have just done a, a quick trade with uh, Seattle. Cause didn't Westbrook have like a, a like a Russell. hot second where, Russell, Russell Wilson, Westbrook. you mean? Yeah. Oh, well, oh, sorry. I said Westbrook. Russell Wilson. New York Yankee, Russell Wilson. <laughs> that is true. He has a, he has a rookie card as a baseball player. He does. I think Wilson yeah. said he wanted to he wanted to stay with the Seahawks his entire career. So I think that's... Yeah, but I'm saying, wasn't there like he a hot... He wants an offensive line. There was a hot minute where he was talking like, oh, I don't want to leave, but if I do leave, it would be only on these three teams. Like, that was news. That happened. Uh, pre-draft, way pre-draft. But I said he was never going to leave uh, DK, ever. DK Metcalf and him are BFF forever. Oh, my God, yeah. That's his Jerry Rice right there. They're like, let's talk about a guy we've, we've, we've mentioned a few times in this conversation, Tom Brady, in a segment I call, Tom Brady, when could this guy fuck off? Um, ben, I'm going to start with you. It's just like, Tom Brady, like, were you expecting when he went to the Buccaneers that he would, you know, be Tom Brady and win a goddamn Super Bowl with him and that every team he played would, one, be riddled with injury and, two, forget how to play football? Um, and can the magic keep going? Yeah. I, so I, I thought, you know, he would be great. I mean, not great. I thought he would be good. He had a tough end with the Patriots, obviously, because he didn't have anybody around him. Um, but he was obviously going to have a lot of talent um, with the box. So I figured he would be good. I didn't think it'd be Super Bowl winning good, but he is Tom Brady and that's just what he does, unfortunately. Um, and even more unfortunately, I think it's going to continue because if you look at the Bucks right now, they returned every single starter from last year's team. And on top of it, they have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. Uh, I think I looked and it's 29th easiest schedule. So you're already giving probably the best team in football, <laughs> you know, the same exact team to return and an easy schedule. 
I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. He can ride it until he doesn't you know, want to play anymore. And he didn't seem to take much of a step back last season. I think statistically, if you looked at it, it was one of his like top five that he's ever had, um, which makes sense because he has all those weapons around him again. And nobody wants to go anywhere. They want to ride this thing with him as long as they can. So Tom Brady, unfortunately, will uh, not be going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, putting Washington football team uh, bias aside, do you think the Bucs are the favorite to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC? Yeah, I think they'll be back again uh, if I was going to pick it, which will suck. And, uh, yes, Washington bias aside, Taylor Heineke almost got him. He could have saved us a lot of trouble, but couldn't quite get it done. A referee. Bad refereeing helps uh, pay Tom Brady yeah, constantly. That's the other thing, too. He's got all those you know pluses for him, plus the refs always seem to give him the right calls, too. Yeah, Washington should have won that game. Uh <laughs> Meg, Tom Brady, can you just fuck off right now? Or is he just like, we're, we're stuck with him for a while? I think he's going he's gonna to go until he can't go anymore. And as much as you want to hate him, and I do hate him so much, you have to kind of like respect that he, you know, he brings it. And he wins games. Like, he went to Tampa Bay, and I was like, whatever, he'll retire there. Like, no, he won a Super Bowl. Like, what? And then Gronk came out of retirement and joined him. Like, what? Um, okay. He scored two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Couldn't do shit for me in fantasy. Um, do you think Julian Edelman will join the team? By I wondered that. I saw him retire, and I was like, I wonder if they'll get him to come out of retirement. Like, how much money did the Bucks have? They might be able to get him. He'd be back with his old teammates. Probably at that point, they're guaranteed <laughs> at least a Super Bowl, a shot at the Super Bowl. We'll see. But yeah, Tom Brady train is probably going to keep on chugging along. This is the saddest part of the podcast for me. Uh, <laughs> Lucas, I said the Giants beat him twice. Uh, Lucas, Tom Brady, when can this guy fuck off? Something very interesting happened, I think, this year. Uh, this was the year that I decided that I loved Tom Brady. I hate you. <laughs> and here's, here's why. I want your girlfriend, who's also on the couch, to slap you right now. <laughs> Here's why I love Tom Brady. Because people told Tom Brady that the only reason he was good was because of Bill Belichick. That Bill Belichick was the mastermind behind the whole thing. And without Bill Belichick, he wouldn't have been nearly as successful as he was. So he picked a random team. And he went to a random team and he won a Super Bowl. He convinced one of the greatest pass catching and receiving tight ends to come out of retirement to come pass block for him and drop his WWE 24 seven title for it. Yep. He convinced an entire team to re-sign for not Super Bowl money for regular money so that the team could stay together and win it again. Tom Brady is one of the top five greatest athletes of all time on this planet in any sport. And I think one of the, one of the most interesting things was the Tom versus time documentary that Facebook put together. There's a scene where they're interviewing um, Giselle and she says, I don't know why he still plays. He has nothing left to prove to anyone. And they immediately cut to him and ask him the same question. He goes, Oh, I got at least like another five, seven years left. Right. So he's just, he proved everybody wrong. Everybody who it was like the Shaq Kobe thing, right? Who was going to be the one to succeed when they were split up. And when they split Brady and Belichick up, Turns out it was Brady the entire time. And Brady dunked on everyone by winning a Super Bowl and tossed a bunch of touchdowns to Gronk and won everybody a bunch of money. And now he's going to do it again. I hate everything you just said. Al, 
Uh, now they're going to make a, like, it was Brady all along shirt or song. <laughs> Damn it. It's going to happen now. Um, yeah. I mean, as a Giants fan, I guess I'm like preconditioned to hate Tom Brady. We did beat him twice. Uh, as Bill mentioned, I, I always did respect how fucking amazing he was though at, at the sport. And I, I think I never said it was a Belichick thing that made him great. I always thought that they just surrounded him with great talent. Like I always said that, like, why does Eli have like a nanosecond in the pocket and Brady could do his taxes? Like it made no sense to me, like why he can be in the pocket for like a whole game and no, like just no one's touching him. So I always thought, you know, that had to be a factor, right? Like, it, you know, but I mean, it's just like the dude is a thousand years old and he's playing at a level that is just unnecessarily good. Um and you could see his age. Like I remember the beginning of the season, everyone's like, everyone watched Breeze and Brady because I think they're going to die on the field. And for the beginning of the season, oh, it kind of, <laughs> for the beginning of the season, Brady wasn't looking like the Brady that we, you know, that we hate seeing, hate the dominance that we hate seeing. And I think it was just like an adjustment period because towards the end of the season, it was just like, you know, it was good old fucking asshole Brady just crushing it. Uh, but yeah, uh, he could definitely fuck off, but he's not fucking off for at least, as you said, like five to seven years, which is just <laughs> sad. I, 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 I look, everyone's saying like how great Tom Brady is. I'm like, you had the best defense in football, like a ludicrously good defense. Every facet of that defense was awesome. For some reason, everyone folded when they played them. Like Patrick Mahomes or was injured. Like Patrick Mahomes, they're like, oh man, like both his feet are broken. He has like, he has aliens eating his brain and both his tackles are dead. Like it was like, he still played okay. <laughs> still played decently, by the way. Um, like the Ram, like the the Saints, uh, like the week before, like crushed it. And then their tight end was like, I'm going to hold the ball with one hand and run around freely. No one will knock this away from me. It did. Uh, every team they played just forgot how to play football when they played. They're like, ah, it's Tom Brady. No. Um, and he's like threw like lofty little passes to people. It was like his defense did the work and he'd be like, Oh, I'm just going to dunk at the ground. And everyone forgot how to play football. I don't get it. I guess it's the intimidation factor of playing Tom Brady. But I think we also forget like they surrounded him with like a ludicrous team where his second string running back was Leonard Fournette who like almost led the league in rushing in football when he played for Jacksonville, like Antonio Brown, who like set records in the NFL was his third string wide receiver. He had three start. He had three tight ends who could start on teams, Bray Gronk and OJ Howard. Like the amount, and this happened when he was on the Patriots because people want to play with him where it was just this filthy team where it was like your fourth string guy would be on the pro bowl on the goddamn Seahawks or the giants or the jets, you know, and you get like Randy Moss at like the end of his career too. Yeah. And he was like averaging like 2000 yards a game. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, I mean, he, again, he always had talent around him, but he's still a yeah. great goddamn quarterback. I don't even know if he's great because it's just like, he has, Everything he, around him. How does he prove it to you? Does he go to the Jets? Is that how is he? Is that how he proves it no, to you? I think <laughs> like I think he's the cult of personality. Honestly, people want to play with Brady, so everyone who's good, 
is just like, I will take a haircut. I will pay, play for a dollar a game to play with Tom Brady so I can win a Super Bowl. Any other team, teams are not doing that. You know, Antonio Brown is not, you know, taking a low-end deal from anyone unless yeah. it's with Tom Brady. No one's taking their life to just be with Daniel Jones. Exactly. No, Antonio Brown, not that I want him, is going to go to the Giants and say, yeah, I'll pay for I'll play for $400,000 this year. He's not doing it. No. You know what I mean? No one's coming out of their retirement for Jared Goff. You yeah. know what I mean? Nope. They're coming out of retirement because they want to win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. That's it. So, yeah, when it comes to this cult of personality thing, like Lucas, you were saying, it's not Belichick. It was Brady. And I think it's some of it, a little bit had to do with Brady. Patriots might be different. I'm a Belichick. I mean, Patriots might be different this year. But, I mean, it's everyone's like, oh, that guy's the winner. We're going to go to the winner. Lest, lest we forget this guy has been has cheated before, proved in court. His coaches have cheated for him. You know, like, lest we forget that. And the Giants beat him twice. And, you know, so, like, he's got a, a filthy good team around him. So, he's very good. But I think it's also his supporting cast is also ludicrously talented. And he also had Bruce Arians. He, he didn't ask me to coach the football team. Bruce Arians is a proven coach in the NFL. Like, he came there. He's like, yeah, I'll go there. So, Tom Brady ain't fucking off anytime soon. But, you know, please do. Please do. Let's move away from Tom Brady and how much pain he brings the NFL to our teams. And let's talk about how our teams fared in free agency and the draft this year. Now, I know Alan Lucas will talk about the Giants, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the ancillary teams in my life, the Dolphins and the Jets. I felt like the Jets, especially with the pickup of Corey Davis, they picked up a really good defensive end, and the draft of, I believe it was Zach Wilson, the Jets have the chance to grow. Does that mean they're going to be good? No. But they have the chance to grow. The problem that lies with the Jets lies in quarterback, as it always has. How many first-round, high-end, top-ten draft picks have they had for quarterback? Way too many. Sam Darnold, Mark Sanchez come to mind, as does Geno Smith. When we think about those guys retrospectively, it's like, wowzers. Not so good. Especially when Geno Smith broke Eli Manning's record for starting games. Son of a bitch. Um, No offense to you, Geno. It was a coaching decision. The Jets made really good pickups this year. They have the potential to be awesome. Um, I like some of the moves the Miami Dolphins made. They're definitely all in on Tuatonga Vailoa. And I know they picked up Kyle Van Noy from Dallas, which I think could be really good. They also picked up Will Fuller. If that guy is healthy, will be awesome for Tua. Because Will Fuller is a really, really talented wide receiver. His problem has always been health. I know. Houston Texans, you know that firsthand, Megan. As, um, so I think they could be good. But it's still the Buffalo Bills, AFC East. I don't think the Buffalo Bills are going anywhere. I mean, Dolphins have a shot for a wild card, but the Buffalo Bills are legit. So I don't think any of the, the pickups they made will make an impact to have them leapfrog the Bills because the Bills, I believe, that was the AFC championship game right was the bills and the chiefs this year. Yeah. So 
they were a game away from the Super Bowl. And that's for a reason. I think that um, Allen's only going to get better. They have a great core around him. It's going to be real tough. I don't think that the Bills are going anywhere. But the Jets and the Dolphins are going to make it interesting, at least. I don't know what Zach Wilson is going to bring to the Jets or what two is going to bring to the Dolphins, but sure as hell is going to be entertaining. So, Meg, I'm going to go to you. How do you feel the Packers did, barring all our Aaron Rodgers talk, how the Packers did in the offseason, both in the draft and free agency, and how do you think that's going to impact that? Also, the Dolphins added a very, very good uh, wide receiver in Waddle, too. So watch out for him. Um, yeah, I mean, in the draft, they picked up a few defensive players, which I think we needed. Our defensive line sucked this year. So they definitely needed that. Um, and they also got Amari Rogers, which I'm excited for, uh, wide receiver. Um, and then I know, like, in free agency, we lost a few people. Unfortunately, like Corey Lindsley. We lost uh, Jamal Williams. We lost a few others. Um, but we did resign Aaron Jones and Mercedes Lewis. So, like I said, I think their next few years are rebuilding years. I don't, I don't know if we're going to get a shot at a Super Bowl. I feel like the past few years I've watched them literally make it to championships and just not do well at all. Like, just shit the bed, basically. Um, so I'm hoping that even if we don't get far this year, we're starting to pick up players to fill in the gaps of what we're missing. And, you know, two, three, four years down the line, we're a solid team. We're making it to Super Bowl. Al, let me go to you next. Giants, drafts, and free agents. So, so, so since Lucas and I are both covering the Giants, I'm going to handle free agency. Lucas will handle the drafts. Um, I'm going I'm to talk about the two – I think two or three biggest moves the Giants made uh, during free agency, which is honestly something they don't normally do, which was, was great to see like actual, like, Oh, that's, I don't know if that's fair. They had let's some, try this again. They had some pretty good, they, well, they didn't have blockbuster names last year, but I think they signed some very, very good players last year. They signed good players last year. I guess this, this was a blockbuster year, I think for the Giants in terms of free agency, like, where it made headlines, news in terms of like the, some of the decisions they made, I think were, were great. So uh, first and foremost, they um, signed Kenny Galladay from the Lions, wide receiver. I mean, that's just exciting to get like, like, a, like a veteran wide receiver in a pretty young, um, you know, a pretty young offense, honestly, in terms of who, who we've been relying on. You know, Slayton came out of nowhere uh, in his rookie year and just crushed. And, you know, that's, that, that was like our top wide receiver going in from like him having like three solid games. So, you know, I think it's going to be good to have, um, you know, Galladay on the team and, and hopefully kind of like lead also just make everyone like, you know, put him in double coverage and then we could throw it to Slayton. Like I'm cool with that too, as long as we get the touchdown. Um, and then one that surprised me was giants actually picking up a, a good tight end. Because uh, as Bill has complained every single week during the season, oh, he hates Evan Engram because that guy he doesn't catch a fucking ball. Doesn't know how to catch a football, which is a you know a pretty big part of the job responsibility for a tight end. So, I have uh, compared him to like if you're a baseball fan, he is mm-hmm. the Gary Sanchez of tight ends. Everyone's like he's so good. He doesn't do that's shit. That's true. He has one good game, two good games a year, and everyone's like, it's great. And then, you know, he can't catch a pass against the Eagles where they could win the game and then they lose and, you know, things. Fun fact, Evan Engram also can't hit a baseball. 
So <laughs> it works for both of them. Perfect. Um, and so we, so we picked up Kyle Rudolph from the Vikings, um, who I think is just like a solid tight end, honestly, like a solid, solid tight end. Um, and hopefully can teach Evan Ingram, you know, one of the fundamentals of the sport in catching the football. Uh, that'd be great. Just can't catch it. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's probably harder than that, honestly. Um, no, if you watched Evan Ingram, it's not harder than that. <laughs> Put the balls in your hands. Hold on to it. That's it. Good varsity blues. Like, it's a football. I'm going to catch it, you big dummy. <laughs> yeah. That's what I felt like every fucking week I started him in fantasy. And then when I benched him, he did okay. Dick. Um, but, Art. yeah, and then uh, the last one really is uh, Dory Jackson, uh, the cornerback from the tight ends. He just – just Titans, sorry. He looks like a legit threat. Like, I, I want to – see him just destroy this season um just just watch like just go on youtube and just see some of his uh some of his plays they're pretty fucking insane uh, but yeah I'll, I'll send it to mr lucas jones no 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 we're gonna i'm gonna break up the giants oh you're gonna break up the giants i thought uh, you were gonna get us out of the way yeah, yeah, yeah. as I'll as everyone else in the nfc east does i'm gonna show uh also bring up danny shelton uh i think could be an underrated pickup uh, got him on a one-year, one point one point uh, one million dollar deal. It was pretty damn good at one point in his career. Also for uh, the Lions. Yeah, uh, for Lions. And then uh, you know, I was going to say Mike Lennon, but I was joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, we signed a, we signed a couple pass rushers. Like we got Ifedi um, Udrinigbo from the uh, Vikings, who could be pretty good for us. And we picked up uh john ross from the the viking at the Bengals, who's a speedster but um okay washington football team rub it in talk, yeah, about, your, talk about your off season dude what's funny is rubbing it in but we lost to the giants twice last season so uh, we, we, <laughs> we also <laughs> murdered one of your quarterbacks yeah that's true well it's not the only uh, well, one out of two well, <laughs> joe, we also murdered joe theisman back in the 80s but you know yeah. We literally killed Dak Prescott's <laughs> season and possibly career. And uh, and was it Heineke? Who was it that we? No. Um, do it again, too. Well, we'll, we'll do, do it again. Too. We'll fucking do it again. Leonard Williams is back. We'll kill him again. Kyle Allen went out against the Rams. I don't know if you heard Alex Smith again, but I mean, no, we didn't. We didn't hurt Alex Smith. That's we, the we, we were the we, we were the reason Alex Smith came in. Yeah. We have respect for Alex Smith. We're not going to hurt that guy. We love Alex Smith. Um. Well. So, yeah, I'll talk about him. But I, I'll start on him before I talk about Washington. Megan, I will say that one quick note on Green Bay. You guys did get rid of Jamal Williams, which was great for me as an Aaron Jones uh, holder because I have him in pretty much every league, and he's always misused. He could have a 2,000-yard rushing season, and he just really? hasn't the opportunity. As Matthew Bear from ESPN says, free Aaron Jones. Free Aaron Jones. So, <laughs> so I, I was very happy to see him leave. Uh, you know, it's probably nice to have the two prong, you know, attack. I'm sure it works, but uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to having him for a full fantasy season by himself. Uh, so, in relation to Washington, I'm not being a homer here when I say, like, normally, if you would ask me any other season to talk about how our offseason went and how my outlook looks for the year, uh, I would not be overly optimistic. Um, but realistically, I, I do feel like since Dan Snyder, stepped out of the way and, you know, we got rid of Bruce Allen uh, and we started letting, you know, Ron Rivera basically run football operations. We've started to make smart, you know, decisions as a football team. Uh, so as a result, I'm, I'm very optimistic. Uh, we didn't do the flashy uh, necessarily like off season where we, you know, grabbed everybody we could. 
we did make a run at, uh, at Matt Stafford. Um, we were going to give away, you know, a lot for him, but uh, that would have sucked for you. That didn't get done. Um, in retrospect, I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, but I mean, yeah, we just we filled holes. So like our biggest, uh, you know, our biggest thing last year was obviously quarterback play. Um, <laughs> we started with Dwayne Haskins. We all know, you know, what Dwayne Haskins was. He was a disaster on and off the field. Um, you know, we tried Kyle Allen and, you know, he actually was playing really well until he got hurt. Uh, you know, that's sucked for him. Um, and then, you know, you're Alex, welcome. Yeah. 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 And then Alex Smith, you know, comes in and, you know, I love his comeback story. You know, I wrote about his comeback story. It was all about it. Um, you know, he had some flashes. He actually played decently well, I think against the giants, even though we lost both of those games, yeah, he did. Uh, but he turned the ball over way too much, which was not characteristic for him. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he just was a shell of himself, you know, which you would expect. You know, he's not mobile at that point. Um, he's a really, really smart quarterback, and I would have loved to have had him, like, as a quarterback coach. He'll be awesome at that if he decides to do that at one point. But Yeah, uh, I would not be surprised if he's a head coach in the next five yeah. to ten years. Really, Somewhere really like good. college football, uh, college football probably, but yeah. Absolutely. Um, we need a quarterback. So we tried a couple other avenues. Uh, when nothing else worked out, we turned – to the magic man, <laughs> Ryan Fitzmagic. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, okay. yeah. <laughs> nobody doesn't like, I don't know anybody that doesn't like that guy. Like no. he's just, I mean, you know what you're getting when you get him. He's going to throw some picks. He's going to, you know, play a little wildly here and there, but his last, I, I think his last pass attempt was like a face mask pulled to the side, unable to see 40 yard touchdown game winner. And that's the kind of stuff that he can bring, you know, to a team. He is, uh, he is an anomaly football. Yeah. He is like he is like Vinny Testaverde, but like way more exciting. Right. Like I have played for five hundred teams. I am a dinosaur, but he I just can want still him to find a team and stay there. <laughs> well, he, he has to play for every team at right. some point. He has who, to be on every team. Who was who was who was the the, the Yankee? Is, is it Gidry that played for like a thousand teams? Ron Gidry only played for the. Okay, then I'm thinking it was it Eckersley, someone, some like famous baseball player who was like really good but played for like a thousand teams. Lucas, help me. I mean, Lee Smith played for a thousand teams. Oil Can Boyd, <laughs> not famous, but no, no. it was a famous slash Johnson. Played oh, is it wait, wait, back wait, was it Raleigh Fingers? Dude, stop! Stop just naming just naming players. With all right, I'm all right. I'm gonna do some half-ass internet research. Just named has a mustache, and that's it. That's all they have in common, and they're a pitcher. Um. Uh, anyway, do um, you believe in Fitz Magic though? I think that he is. Uh, that's not a guess. Anybody, anybody that we had last year, he's definitely an improvement. Um, I mean, you think he's better than Heineke? Okay. We had one sample game to go – well, I mean, and a little bit of the Panthers game. I've never been as excited watching a football game in like a decade as I was during that playoff game where Heineke played his butt off. So maybe. Um, I just don't think that they were ready to give him the keys, you know, to the to the team right away based off of just that small sample size. I mean, Fitzmagic has a history of obviously coming in and not finishing seasons, you know, for the team. So sure, we'll see. But, I mean – yeah, will be his ninth team. He's never ever played in a playoff game, you know, despite having gone to all these, you know, teams and, and played all these seasons. So I'm thinking this will be the year, unless you know something happens and you know he gets hurt, and then maybe Heineke comes in and plays, you know, terrific, and then they can't right. make the switch back. Like that's the luck that the guy has. But what about your other free agency and draft picks? Like, how do you feel like Washington fared? 
Yeah, I mean, we, we filled the holes that we had. Um, another thing that we needed, we needed a, a slot guy, you know, wide receiver. And so we got a speedster in Curtis Samuel, obviously from the oh, Panthers. Sorry. A lot of familiarity there. Uh, dude's quick. Um, and then we needed a, another guy outside of Terry McClure. You know, Terry's awesome, but, I mean, we were playing, like, a lot of undrafted guys and just trying to plug holes at the other positions at wide receiver. Uh, so in the draft, we got who I'm going to call Dynamite uh, Brown because I don't know how to pronounce. I think it's Diami out of UNC. I hate the Tar Heels, but uh, this guy looks like he's a deep threat that I'm going to be excited about. So we we fixed like the wide receiver core in my mind. We've got a lot of depth and they're all good. And we even had like Adam Humphreys come over from the Titans, too. And I didn't even really even talk about him because he's probably like the fifth guy on the roster at this point. But uh, and then. On defense, like obviously everybody knows the line's great. We just needed, you know, a linebacker. We needed to improve there. And so our number one pick was Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. Uh, and he looks like he's going to start right away and, you know, fill that hole no problem. Uh, and then our secondary, we needed some depth. And you know, we went through and we got William Jackson the third out of the Bengals. And then recently Bobby McCain out of the Dolphins too uh, to fill those holes. And then we also drafted some guys. So, I mean, the only things that I will say, you know, negatively, the only the only negative stuff that really happened in the offseason uh, was Ryan Kerrigan recently decided to sign with the Eagles, which, you know, he was already gone from us anyway, so that was fine, but that's just, like, hard to see. <laughs> that's going to be really tough to watch that guy play against us. Uh, yeah, yeah we had – Lucas, you'll remember. Who was the guy who was, like, a lifelong Eagle that or, like, a really prominent Eagle that went to the Giants, like, a year or two ago as, like, a linebacker? Oh, God. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I don't think he lasted. He lasted like one season with the Giants. Yeah, it, it didn't last very long. He's pretty good, though. It's always weird to see, though. You don't want to see anybody go to a division rival. You know, Obviously, he was trying to play against us a couple times a year, which is fine. And then I just saw before the podcast that Morgan Moses is going to leave us, too. He was one of our uh, our tackle because we, we got Samuel Cosby um, – you know, in the draft. So I think we were just trying to save cap space. He was going to cost us like $8 million or something, so we let him seek a trade. So some changes, but I feel like it's all been good stuff. We replaced what we lost, and we improved in all areas, I think. So it's just smart football. You know, it's actually being run like a real organization at this point, so it's nice to see. Uh, two things. One, I think I think Fitzmagic is going to surprise you. As I, I think I messaged you like that day, or, or we were talking on, we were talking somewhere, and I was like, oh, man, like, that's a great, that was a great move. Like the, the Dolphins kind of fucked up on that. I think Tua could have used another year of, of, of like exactly what Rogers did. Just watch Brett Favre do his thing for a year and like, Oh, let me learn from that, you know, for better or for worse. Let me like just sit and watch and learn. I think Tua could have learned from Fitzmagic Cause again, the guy has been in the league forever, just as long as Rogers, same draft. Um, and he's seen some shit. He's played for a thousand teams, like Goose Gossage, who That's played on nine teams. By the way, another table, another pitcher with a huge mustache. Yeah. That's right. I knew. I knew it was a mustache-cladded Hall of Fame pitcher. By the way, Lucas, the guy we're thinking of is Connor Barwin. Okay. But yeah, so I think I think the Fitzmagic move is is going to be beneficial for you guys, even just for the the next year you know the 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 person who eventually replaces him whether it's a a backup or a rookie or whatever i think it, it was the right call um rogers of course would be even better <laughs> let's hope that doesn't happen uh for the love of, for the love of god I you hope guys so. have all seen the meme where they show a picture of fitzpatrick's rookie year when he was drafted by the rams babyface assassin 
And now here he is, big bushy beard, Rip Van Winkle. And then a picture of Frank Gore drafted the same year. And on his last photo with the Jets, which was last year, he's unsigned right now. Frank Gore has not aged. And Frank it, Gore has a touchdown in three different decades. And his son is playing college football and could be drafted next year. Correct. He could be uh, playing with his father. That's Frank Gore is going to get signed. He's still, uh, he still led the Jets in rushing last year. Um, I could have led the, the Jets in rushing last year. <laughs> seen you run, it's not pretty. It's not uh, pretty. No. Lucas B. Jones, how did the Giants do in the draft this year? Um, probably the best draft they've had in recent memory. Um, I will add that in terms of free agents, did you guys mention Zach Fulton, the guard they grabbed? No. Um, Giants are making moves this year, and I think it, it, Zach Fulton, the guard, is, is a good indicator of things to come. Um, in terms of the draft – uh, there was, I can't remember the analyst, but somebody said that you'll see a right turn in NASCAR before you see Dave Gettleman trade back. Um, Very true. Good luck. So Dave Gettleman trade back, and it was the Eagles' fault, really. Um, once the Eagles grabbed Devonta Smith, we realized the next guy on the list for us was farther back. So we traded back, and we got a ton in return. First round um, pick next year from the Bears, who I think are going to suck this year. You know what? Like, they're, they're not going to be good, right? Even if they don't suck, they're not going to be good. So, you know, you you take a 15 to 21 pick somewhere in there maybe, maybe probably even less than that, and you get the guy you want. Um, there is Tony. Um, I thought it was good. I mean – you know, the problem is when you trade back, you're automatically assuming that you're failing, but I think it was a really good move. And it, he's, you talk about adding um, speed. I mean, this is the guy, right? You add Galladay, who is an injury issue. He's got injury problems, right? So he's a great add, but he's got injury problems. So you add Tony in there. I think he's got a lot of upsides. He's got good yards after the catch, which is huge. I wouldn't be surprised to see him starting the slot from day one. Um, He's going to provide the out that Engram can't. So if they do keep running from this dual tight end set as blocking tight ends, which I absolutely love, I'm a huge fan of that, but you need a slot receiver when you run a blocking tight end set. So you grab a slot receiver, you throw him in there, you get him to run the routes the tight ends can't. Um, I think he had more upside than the other choices. It was Bateman and Moore. Rashad Bateman, I think the Ravens got him and Elijah Moore. The Jets got him. I, I think this guy has a ton of upside. Um, Ojolari, the second rounder. Uh, you, talk about, you talk about a guy who has immediate impact. Like you, In past years, the Giants have just grabbed guys. But this year, they're, they're filling holes on the offensive line. They're filling holes in the front four. And they're filling holes in the wide receiver. And they added depth in the running game, too. Uh, Brightwell in the sixth round. Right. So you now you have a guy you're adding depth of positions you're already successful in a fully healthy Saquon. We hope um, you're adding speed and a slot receiver and Tony. Um, you're adding pass protection to get Daniel Jones more than like half a second in the pocket to try to find all these new fancy receivers. He's got um, how many right? how many buckets of tears did Daniel Jones cry last year is my question. It you just must what? have been enough to like put but out a large the fire. The problem is, is that you can't. He fills up buckets faster than a normal person because his eyes are so close together. It's not independent streams of tears. It's one almost like a funneling system 
where it's just it's one stream of tear that comes down yeah. his face. No way, his hands are so wet, slippery, so he can't hold on to the football. That's, exactly. <laughs> over nothing on the field because he saw himself running and he was crying over the majesty and the beauty and the grace. And then he, <laughs> he does run really well, except when he falls. The, the third fastest quarterback in the league. Third fastest quarterback on a forty sprint time in the league. Is that true? He is a beautiful, clumsy newborn giraffe. Is that is that honestly true? <laughs> that is the greatest true. description of Daniel Jones ever. <sighs> he is a beautiful, clumsy newborn giraffe. <laughs> giraffe. That's it. Once, literally, once he grows into his body, he will be an incredibly mobile quarterback. So you combine <laughs> his slot receivers, his blocking tight ends, an upgraded offensive line, a good pass rush. Will we see the 2011 Giants rear their ugly heads again, where the 2011 Giants had all the same pieces in the puzzle and they came out and they beat Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl? Obviously, they can't bring him to win the Super Bowl. But, you know, every year I make a bet with my friends and I tell them that the Giants are going to win the division. And every year I've made the bet I lost. This year I'm making the bet again, even though I said I wouldn't. <laughs> Because You're gonna make it against Ben. I believe <laughs> doesn't learn. I think this draft is the best draft. I'm hyped. Oh, I think they're great. It's a great draft. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they did a great job. I think a lot of these guys are impact starters right away. That's the thing. And that's and Al, you were talking about the the free agents. Those free agents are starters right now. The draft class, you'll see them starting in game three or four almost right away. So well, last I, year they did. Yeah. Uh, why not? Right. It can't be worse than what we had last year. So. Barring any huge catastrophic injury concerns, I will be winning $150 from my Eagles friends. And not I uh, we, listen, we signed Mike Glennon as our quarterback, and I'm already in fear. So, um, hey, you know what? It, it, you, you never know, right? What do they say when I don't know some other backup quarterback? He's was... not Nick Foles. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Nick Foles. He's not, he's not St. Nicholas. Yeah, but he's even not. Nick Foles wasn't Nick Foles until he was Nick Foles. That's some weird philosophy bullshit I'm not even going to address. Let's move into our next segment. Um, Just in general, guys, what did you think was like the most shocking thing that happened in the offseason for the NFL? Any team, coaching decision, like firing, a hiring, a free agent signing. For me, I'm going to go first. I'm going to say J.J. Watt saying out to the – peace out to the Houston Texans. I'm going to go to the Cardinals – who, by the way, look really, really good. That defense is awesome. They got Marcus Golden back from the Giants because all of a sudden we decided we didn't want a guy who liked sacking the quarterback. Uh, So we traded him back to the team we got him from, and he's adding to a team that already has another good end, and that that offense is sick. They added A.J. Green as maybe their third-string wide receiver. You know? like. That's ridiculous. I think Hail Murray. Yeah, Hail, uh, Kyle, Kyler all day, brother. And I'm just saying, like, listen. QB1 fantasy right now, I think. Oh, 100%. I hope he stays healthy. But, like, that's what I had him. I had him in fantasy. I don't know if I had him in. Uh, he got banged up a lot last year, but that wasn't his fault. So uh, good, though. Um, Maybe it was his fault. I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, But I'm just saying, like, J.J. Watt leaving the Texans, not giving Megan directions in town anymore. How dare he? Messed up. How did one? How dare he? <laughs> and two, like that was a shocking move. Like he's basically like, I don't like what's happening here. 
Bye. I'm going to Arizona. I think that's the biggest move to happen. Uh, Megan, what do you think was one of the biggest moves or things to happen in the offseason for the NFL? Yeah, I mean, you stole mine, so. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, I I wouldn't say I'm not shocked about it, though, because JJ has been there and trying to make that team work, and, like, he wants a championship, and he deserves a championship, quite frankly. So I'm happy for him. I mean, the Texans are kind of slowly falling apart anyways. Uh, over the past few years, they've just like given away some of their best players for stupid trades. They're just making poor decisions. The, but uh, the Andre Hopkins trade still does not make any sense. Literally, not at all. So, yeah, I feel like once Hopkins went, we were like, forget it. We're not even watching these games anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Tyrod Taylor, though, they did just sign as the quarterback. And, like, I know there's stuff going on with Deshaun Watson, so chances are he's not going to be there next year. Um, but he's like another one fits magic, you know, Tyrod Taylor, he's played for like five different teams now. He, I mean, he got screwed last year because remember he had like an issue. Um, he got stabbed by he got uh, a syringe in his rib cage that pierced his lung, pierced his lung yeah. while he was playing with the chargers. So I, I think Tyrod Taylor's he's got, he has a chance to be a huge comeback this year. I don't know how much talent he has around him, but That's, a good yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, what do you think was one of the biggest, not, you know, non your team things that happened in the NFL this, uh, this off season? But yeah, like Tim Tebow's back too. So that's nice. You know, <laughs> Tim fucking Tebow guys, he's playing for the Jags. I forgot about that. He is. Back. And now you're all, now you're all laughing again. See, <laughs> so all that stuff before allegedly, but yeah, Tim Tebow's a tight end now playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tony Khan, Head of all elite wrestling. Don't know what he was thinking. But Tim Tebow's fucking back, guys. What do we think of Tim? I, I forgot he was back. I should have had this as a talking point. I'll bring that up after after the next few. Um, so, Al, what was your biggest, like, off-season story that you're – oh, off-season thing that happened? You're like, holy shit, that's huge. I mean, I don't know why none of you selected it, but the, the goff for Stafford trade was – I can't even just, it's something out, like something you would propose like in like the, um, in, um, in franchise mode in Madden, like just something you're <laughs> just like, maybe a T will be, maybe a CPU would be dumb enough to do this. It's like, like when you who, edit it and it's just like CPU accepts all trades. <laughs> exactly. So it, it made almost zero sense um, in every shape or form. And I, I thought it was just, so interesting to see like oh you know what's going to really help our team right now we really should get rid of our like white stagnant kind of just goofy looking quarterback and like let's just get an older version of him <laughs> like I, I, but, but, but wait let's get the older version of him he's great let's give away everything like let's give rid of everything <laughs> it's it's fucking crazy that the Rams and listen Stafford's going to win a fucking uh, Super Bowl next year and he's going to just completely just change, <laughs> oh, change everything I just said Tom Brady that's fine uh, exactly so I just thought like that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen ever honestly it's something that a, a team should have done for Rodgers that night during the draft um, that would have made more sense than just like something to happen in the offseason like I just think we with the quarterbacks that are now dominating not only the game, but 
the conversation, they're your Patrick Mahomes, they're Kyler's, your Lamar Jackson. The quarterback position has changed drastically over the years. It's not like we need someone who knows how to just chill in this one spot of the pocket and throw the ball. We need someone who can make instantaneous play decisions. And that's what Mahomes is doing. That's what Lamar is doing and Kyler and everything. It's just like to see the Rams and uh, the Lions just say like, oh, nah, we, we just want basically the same thing forever. Uh, I just thought that was so strange to see. Um, very, very interesting. Um, everything you guys brought up, obviously, and, and Tebow, whatever. It's like Tebow playing baseball. It's like, whatever. We know, we know what we're going to get. Ben, what are your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> so I actually thought about all those things, but really the biggest thing for me that you know, came into this season was actually not related to the specific team, but just the NFL in general changing to a 17-game season, which is ridiculous. And I hate it a lot, actually. Uh, outside of like – Why do you hate it? couple of reasons. Well, the main reason that I hate it is because it's going to change like context forever. Uh, so now you have 17 you know, game seasons, everybody's getting an extra game to go through and change a record. So like a 2000 yard rusher isn't as hard as it was previously, you know, the, the how many yards you get like for a career is different. Like everything record wise is going to be like, it's going to be pre 2021 season and then after. So it's going to be completely taken out of context. It's actually harder now to even measure, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to predict how many touchdowns this quarterback is going to throw this year. And you have to like, think about like, Oh, okay. It's not going to be based off of last season's numbers. It's going to be a little bit different because he's got an extra game. So stuff like that mostly, but um, it also causes like disparity because there's uh there's no way to make it even like it was previously. You're going to have like some teams that play more home games, you know, some teams that play more away games. So that's kind of like a, a little knock to them. Um, and then it's really going to mess up fantasy football or it could potentially you have to make changes in terms of like how you're going to do your playoff system. Cause you got people that are going to have bye weeks, like what used to be week 14, the first week of the playoffs, you have to make changes. So for our season coming up, you got to think about like what we're going to do, uh, you know, with our playoff system, everybody runs a little bit differently, but normally most of my playoffs would be like, you throw out week 17 altogether uh, and you're starting late 14, 15, 16. So there'll be teams with buys week 14. So you really want to have the playoffs happening then. Makes it weird. But uh, I'm, players, I think, uh, originally uh, were against it. And then I heard something about um, they're going to get you know more money off it. Obviously, outside of just their contracts, but they're going to give them a little piece of, um, I think, like the TV deals and stuff like that, where they get paid more. Uh, and so the salary caps are changing with that, too. So they're going to go back up. So more money for the NFL. Obviously, it's all going to come down to money. But. I just think it's weird. I don't like it. You're going to have, but it will be funny if there is, I've heard other people joke about it, but if there's like those mediocre teams, there's so many eight and eight teams, there's going to be somebody that's going to be eight, eight and one. And that's going to look awesome. Um, Guys, Tim Tebow, we just talked about, he's on the Jags as a tight end. Here's the question I'm going to ask. Does he make the roster opening day? I'm not saying he's going to play the whole season. Does he make the opening day roster, Lucas? Ticket sales, baby. Of course he makes the roster. He's going to get cut halfway through the season, but he's going to make the roster. I will say this, though. He's pretty big, like broad. But he's only like 5'11". Ain't nothing wrong with that. For a tight end, there is. Um, I think he'll make the opening day. I mean, I think you're just 
you're you're throwing away money if he doesn't, right? It's the same reason the Mets had him, not because he was good at baseball. It's because he was bringing in ticket sales to the double-A team. So, um, yeah, he'll make it. Megan, does he make opening day roster? Uh, yeah, and I think for the same exact reason. I don't even know that he'll go half the season. I think he'll play two, three games, and then they'll either bench him or cut him. Like, he just – he's there for the name and the novelty, not because he's, you know, going to be good. Ben. I had to do a quick search because I don't know. <laughs> I was looking at like what the tight end situation looks like for the Jaguars. Uh, oh, God. I was like, yes, I mean, the, if he he's going to have to play special teams if he's going to stay on the roster because he's not going to be playing like significant snaps at tight end, I don't think. Uh, so if he could do something on special teams, sure. Um, I don't know. <laughs> There's not as many preseason games. So, yeah, I guess maybe he might make the roster and then – I don't know. The Pats probably made a quarterback one time we cut him. So I don't know if it's all about money. Let me be different. I'll say no, he's not on the week one roster. Al. <sighs> Tinfoil hat. They use him like a Taysom Hill. It's it's going to be him and Trevor Lawrence, and it could be dangerous if they use it right. I, I just – I don't know. The, the, the one – I didn't do a ton of research on this. Actually, I, it was like the week of when they when they announced it or the two weeks in and I was in, it was an interview with the coach and he was saying like the whole process of getting him to trade, you know, training camp and everything was like, they worked him Like there was like three, like basically like auditions of, of like him getting on. And they're like, he looks amazing. Like they kept telling the head coach, like he looks incredible. Like you don't believe how good a shape he is in right now. So I don't know. The way he was talking about it made me uh, a little scared. So I think uh, I think they he'll be in the roster. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a nice college try, but he, he ain't gonna make it. Uh, just because there's something about him that, goddamn, you know he'll he'll bring some talent there. He'll bring some eyes to preseason, but not gonna make it the regular season. And Lawrence's draw for tickets, not Tebow. Um, I always, I hope I'm wrong because I, you know, hey, you know, the fact Tebow's coming back and trying, I, I can really, I can really appreciate that and get behind it. So, next question on it. Let's move to fantasy football, guys. Last year, of course, Megan was the undisputed champion of fantasy football. Who do you, Megan looking into this year? Who's someone that you're looking at and saying, ooh? I like that person or someone you're strongly like, I'm avoiding this person. I might avoid Christian McCaffrey this year because he was my first pick and then he was freaking out the whole season. So (laughs) definitely avoiding him. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I do very little research if we're being completely honest. I look at the stats and I say, oh, he's number one. The thing is, is like, yeah, I could research and I did that my first few years, but people always pick it up. And so I'm like, why am I ripping my hair out and going nuts when like the person I'm picking is probably going to get picked almost inevitably right before it's my turn. So now I'm like, all right, who's left? What are the stats? I'm going with that. So you're saying the Boyd, son of former New York Giants wide receiver, Ed McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey. He uh, was injured the whole season. <laughs> he definitely, he a hundred percent was. Um, Lucas, someone you're either buying in on or avoiding uh, 2021 fantasy season. 
<clears throat> well, I will, I will tell you this. Originally, I had thought about buying in on Christian McCaffrey um, for a surprise reason that we'll get to later. Um, but I actually – format now. <laughs> well, you give us the format ahead of time, so I know it's coming later. Um, well, not much later because we're almost out of questions. Anyway, um, I am actually buying in on Fitzpatrick this year. Um, I think that he is going to be – that this is going to be his best year I think he's ever had. I think that the Redskins would be silly to give up on him. Oh, take a shot. Yeah. It's not that anymore. <laughs> it's the Washington football. Uh, uh, drink it. Drink it. You're the only person to do it. That sucks you got to take a shot. Sucks. <laughs> Them, thems was the rules before the podcast. Ben That's put right. it down. All right, so you're going to make me take a shot of Maker's Mark 46 cask strength. No. We yeah, just, we just said take a shot. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you can do I'm whatever saying, you want. <laughs> like, yeah, that was your pick, brother. Yeah. I have a lot more practice saying football team. I mean, if it helps, it's best just to say Washington. Yeah, yeah. I would say That's Washington. what I've been doing. I just Washington, Washington would be silly. Uh, to get rid of him uh, or to take him out of their, their starting, uh, their starting lineup. I think he's good. I don't think there's any reason to get rid of him. Nice like he, he, yes, he's not your, your normal stand up and throw guy. Yes. He's not as athletic as some of the athletic guys, but he's kind of the best of both worlds. And you talk about athletic quarterbacks all the time, which quarterback won the Super Bowl? Not the athletic one. The only reason Tom Brady's running is to get more Jamba juice for his wife. That's the only reason that Tom Brady's running. Yeah, but we're we're talking about we're talking about we're talking about fantasy though. Yeah, you think you yeah, but yeah, no, I think he's going to have a great year. But if given 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 the options between the two quarterbacks that were in the Super Bowl on your fantasy team, who would you well, have wanted? No, I'm not talking about like well, of course you're going to pick Tom Brady, and yeah, no, I'm talking about like someone you actually have a shot of drafting like outside of the normal draft order. Like deeper, deeper pick is not Tom Brady, right? That's but fair. I would, I would say that I would say Fitzpatrick is a guy who should be on everyone's draft board, um, just because I think he's going to be great this year. He might not have as many touchdowns as you want, but he's going to have yards and he's going to be low on interceptions if the rest of the team can can pick up some slack. I'm going to pick it up next. I'm going to say if you're looking at a rookie, Najee Harris. Running back, Pittsburgh Steelers, that guy's going to have a year. And it might not be right away, but keep him on your wire. I'm going to say if you're going to go day one starter, I'm going to go Washington football team too. Former New York Giant practice squad quarterback, Logan Thomas. Fitzmagic loves himself a tight end. Logan Thomas is really good at tight end. He wasn't good at quarterback when he was on the Giants. He's a really good tight end. He's going to be really good this year. Tight end one for me. And if I'm going to say don't buy high on, I'm going to go with A.J. Green going to the Cardinals. A lot of times we see veteran wide receivers moving teams, and not everyone is Steve Smith year one on the Ravens, who had a baller year or baller half year, I should say, then kind of fell off. So buyer beware on A.J. Green, definitely draftable, but don't take him too high. DeAndre Hopkins is there. James Conner is there. There are a lot of really talented playmakers on that offense, including that quarterback who can move with his feet. So, of course, what else is he going to move on? He's going to fly. He's gonna, he's, he can move around. So he can gain yardage. 
So don't draft too high on AJ Green. Those are my picks. Al, you're awesome at fantasy. Who are you taking as your sleeper? Or who are you telling people to be like, mm, nah, bro? Man, I, I want to be super vague, but I'll try to do it in the context. How are you going to be vague? You have to pick a No, I want to be vague because in the sense of like, all right, here's how I feel personally. He's just been taking notes and he's going to draft all these people. and then no. not give no, us he is. <laughs> I don't need your help. Jones, <laughs> I played much better than you last year. Um, I will say that I wow. have had just a string of bad luck with getting running backs early. So I'm going to kind of stay away from just like the top tier running backs. Cause I've been in the position where I've drafted Barkley and he was, I had the pick and I was able to get him and guess what? He got hurt. So I had a year before I almost won the title. So I mean, exactly. So like, it's such a, it's, it's a boomer bust with, with running backs. So I, I really want to avoid it. And I think, as I said previously, I think the quarterback conversation has changed. I remember when I first started fantasy football, Lucas and a lot of other people was always, always say like, Oh, you drafted a quarterback too early. That is over. That's not a thing anymore. There are first round quarterbacks to look at i'm sorry they fucking win you a championship and me and megan would know that because we've actually won a pop rate championship before um just fucking saying actually lucas has first one so lucas took the first title man sorry oh and, and i guess lucas too and i was a scrappy but, young 72 year old exactly exactly at times have changed lucas quarterbacks uh quarterbacks are in running backs are out uh, but specific uh, specific Baylor's, I'm going to stay away from Barkley just because I I, I don't want to get hurt again as both a Giants fan and as a fantasy football fan. Um, and then people, um, I, I think it's too early to sleep on him now. But it's um, it's what's it called Brown, the the Titans uh, wide receiver. I picked him up last year when everyone said he was going to be a sleeper, and he was AJ. I think it's AJ Brown, right? Um, and now he's going to be like a top twenty pick. Um, for the draft. So I would try to scoop him up in the first round or two. He's a legit threat at wide receiver. So good. Before I get to bed, I was also going to say James Robinson from the Jaguars, who I quietly picked up last year and was like a top 10 running back. He's a rookie. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah, and then they ended up drafting Trevor Lawrence's buddy. So that's... I thought that was a wide receiver. Nope, they got a running back, Travis Etienne. Yeah, that's that's good. Goodbye. <gasps> uh, goodbye, Robinson. What? He might play tight end. Mm. Oh, shit. If he doesn't, James Robinson's a great pickup. They're just going to be all tight ends. Every receiver will be eligible, and then they'll just all be tight ends. He was playing running back. <laughs> Corey Clements on the Giants now. He'll be tight end. Yeah. Better than Evan Ingram. Uh, ben, who is your either sleeper or bust or both for fantasy this year? Yeah, I'll say sleeper. Uh, somebody that's, I think, going to be really undervalued and kind of forgotten about was Cortland Sutton for Denver. Ooh who had an amazing 2019 season making the Pro Bowl. Shitty 2020. Yeah, and then he got he got hurt his very first game that he played. Um, so, but the year before that, wrote it down. He had 72 catches. Uh, he had 1,112 yards. Um, he's had a lot of time to rehab his knee because he went down like week two really, really early. Um, so he should be coming back 100%. And on the other side of him, he's got Jerry Judy can take a little bit of the pressure off, but doesn't have the dropsies like Judy does. Uh, so pretty sure Sutton's going to be the more reliable option. The best thing about this potentially is he doesn't have. 
I don't have anything necessarily against his current quarterback, but uh, if he has Aaron Rodgers in there, then he's going to be a heck of a pickup, uh, especially in late rounds. So we'll see what happens after the the trade deadline. But people don't like Teddy Bridgewater, and I'm just like he's complaining. Oh no, um, uh, Drew Locke. Drew Locke right now would be the, uh, the quarterback for Denver that he's throwing that's, to. That's a dumb move. If you don't put Bridgewater in if you just trade for him. <laughs> I, I think they like Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke's okay. I mean, he's, he's young. He's they're going to try to build around him for right now. But if they can get Aaron Rodgers, they get Aaron Rodgers. But I, I would love to have Aaron Rodgers to him. De- Denver's had a lot of shitty quarterbacks recently. Travis Semien. Um, mm-hmm. There's that other big kid who used to run around who was just like, oh, that guy's the future. Nope. Well, not. If you discuss like what Washington's quarterback situation has been like for the last like 20 years. So. <laughs> also true. Also true. Um, guys, let's move on to our next question. We're, we're wrapping up the podcast, but let's get into some picks. Guys, uh, what team is just going to be just the worst this year? Megan, let's start with you. I mean, I feel like my default answer is the Browns, but they surprisingly have been doing better with Baker Mayfield, and, like, they have upped their game the past few years, so I don't actually think they're going to be bad. I just always, like, that's where my head goes because of the fact that the time that they were bad, but they're not anymore. Um, Honestly, I don't have too much faith in the Texans just because they're a hot mess and they've been doing awful, so I'm going to go with the Texans. That's actually my pick, too. It's the Texans. Yeah. I think they're going to be pretty ranked this year. Uh, Al, who do you think is going to suck this year in the NFL? The New York Jets. <laughs> um, they oh. just can't do anything right, honestly. Um, it, again, it was like a Rams um, a Rams uh, line situation. They're like, let's get rid of Sam Darnold so we can draft Sam Arnold Jr. Like, what are, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand. It makes no sense. Like, when you're doing bad, like consistently bad, you have to think, we need to do something different to have a different result. And it's just like, they're going all in on another first round white guy. Just, I don't know. I don't know, man. Fucking Jets. <laughs> the worst. Not good. Um, should have brought Frank Gore back. That would have changed things. Ben, who's going to suck this year? Uh, well, my default answer was actually the Texans with or without Deshaun Watson. I feel like they're probably the worst. The, the only teams that I think could compete with them uh, right now would be the Lions and the Bengals. Um, they both have hard schedules, and they don't have much going for them either. But I feel like the Texans are going to finish at the bottom. I will, I will one really quick jump in that. If he's healthy, I think Joe Burrow can do something with the back. I know. I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying. Like, if he can stay healthy, if he doesn't, if someone doesn't shatter his leg again. I think. I he feel can. like he's going to be hard pressed. Like, even to start this, like, his knee got really messed up. Like he messed up every yeah. part of his knee possibly. He could. was like he was like RoboCop. Like when Peter yeah. Wells got all his limbs. They RoboCopped him. They robo-coped that was against him. Washington, but it wasn't us. We didn't hit him. His own lineman got him. So I don't feel yeah. bad. A lot Uh, of quarterbacks got fucked up last year. (laughs) And only half of them were the Giants' fault. Uh, LPJ, who's just going to just – to quote our uh, fantasy football commissioner, Dan Cohen, uh, who's going to blow bags this year? Well, I think the Texans are are everyone's answer. Um, I'm going to go a little bit more rogue here. 
As you do. To spice things up a bit. Um, I think the Cardinals are going to suck this year. After I just put them over? That's a cold take. Offense That's an ice, ice, ice cold take. Let, let oh. me explain. Oh, God. Let's, let's hear the mental gymnastics. Simone Biles <laughs> is on the floor right now. Let's yeah. hear it. Okay. Well, Connect the dots. Rather than just repeat something, right? Let me let me let me take a little bit because you guys are all correct. I agree with all of you so far. Um, I'm, I look at their schedule and I see a lot of games that are toss ups. Yes, they're going to play Houston, so that's a win. Um, they are, but but that's kind of it. I mean, Jacksonville and Houston are their only two games that I look at this and I go, yeah, they're they're going to win these games. Every other game is a toss up. Right. And that could work in your favor if everything comes up heads. But I worry about the interceptions. I worry about the defense. I worry about their inability to play possession football in close games, especially late in the season down the stretch. Um, you've got Indianapolis, Dallas, and Seattle. It's your last three games. First off, Dallas, fuck them. Uh, they're, they're, they are wildly inconsistent. You've also got a stretch in the middle here which is San Francisco and Cleveland. Yes, you're separated by Houston, but San Francisco, Cleveland, Houston, then Green Bay and San Francisco again. And I'm just looking at a bunch of games where they're going to lose. San Fran's a toss-up this year. It's a rebuilding year. They were hurt. Like every guy on their team literally broke their bodies. Yeah, but then they're coming back, right? And so it's like once once broken, twice shy, right? That that's what it is. It's like Did you just reference uh, Great White? Yes, it did. All right. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, I I just I'm gonna go with the Cardinals because I agree with you guys. I wanted to spice it up a little bit and just looking at their schedule, and I don't trust that Murray won't give games away in tight situations. Cause he tries to do too much with the ball. Um, so yeah, Cardinals. All right. Conversely, what's going to be the surprise team in the NFL this year? Lucas, I'm just going to go right back to you. Um, I've got Carolina as a surprise team. I've got the Panthers. Um, who the Cardinals are playing. So that's a loss right there for the Cardinals. Um, Who's starting a quarterback for the for Carolina, by the way? I'm not being sarcastic. I just can't. Uh, Bridgewater. And Darnold. Oh, I thought they traded Bridgewater. Oh, no. Um, Darnold. It's Darnold now. So, oh, yeah. wow. That's, that's a hot take. So this is, this is why it is a hot take. So I think that Sam Darnold was failed miserably by the Jets organization. Granted. Most people wasn't. think the Jets are. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey's coming back. He's going to be healthy. Um, if he can hold off on getting broken again, then he'll be fine. He's a great option out of the backfield. He can do it all. Um, I think that they're one or two people away from being really good on defense too. Robbie Anderson also natural connection from the jets. Yeah. I, they, they were good on defense last year. They, they sure. did a pretty decent job. They had no offense. And when the offense can't stay on the field, the defense suffers. So I think if you can get, if you can get Darnold comfortable, if you let McCaffrey carry this team, um, I know, was there a rumor they were going to bring in Watson or they were looking at him or did I make that up? Everybody was looking at Watson. Everyone was looking at him. Yeah. No, no one's looking at Watson. But I, I, I think, I think they're fine. I think they're going to surprise people. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they go, well, not 500 because you can't go 500 anymore. Um, technically. Yeah. Technically speaking, but yeah, <laughs> no, I got the, I got the Panthers. Uh, Meg, who you got? So, 
I think if they don't all, you know, break themselves before the start of the season, the San Francisco 49ers probably, because I feel like, you know, two years ago they were in the Super Bowl and they did pretty well. So I think so long as they don't injure themselves, I think they could have a good shot at doing a good season. I'm going to say the New York football Giants because they were so <laughs> fuck you. I mean, it's your team. Of course you no, want to. No, no. I, because I honestly believe this. I believe they have, imp- they were an improvement last year over just complete dead on bullshit for like five years. Just awful. Even when they overspent in free agency, they st- on defense, they still were not good. I believe they're going to surprise a lot of people, much like they did last year. And I think they're a wild card team for the first time in a very long time this year. Of course, of course, the caveat is always barring injury. I think the defense is majorly improved. Uh, it's all dependent on the offensive line. If the offensive line with the free agent signing Lucas uh, mentioned earlier and the return of Nate Solder, if he can be 75% of what he was on the Patriots, he is much better than what he was two years ago on the Giants. That will give Daniel Jones time. He's a mobile quarterback. You've added so many more weapons, plus a return of Saquon Barkley. You have a much more robust backup back backup system in the backfield. It's not you know Wayne Gallman hopefully carrying the team, who, by the way, went to the 49ers and probably will be very good. Um, I'm going to say the Giants because I have I I feel like the Giants roster is brought in on this head coach more than most Giants rosters have been bought in on a head coach since the last time we went to the Super Bowl with Tom Coughlin. NFC Championship. Oh man, who said that? Who said it? <laughs> I was Lucas Petrone. Uh, oh, Al, who do you got? I don't. I don't think any of you are going to agree with me on this, and I'm a big fan of that. Um, Chicago Bears. I don't want them to be good, so our first round draft pick that we traded for can be really good. Yeah. So Chicago Bears. Um, I think Justin Fields has a giant Patrick Mahomes like chip on his shoulder, just from how people talked about him leading up to the draft and where he ended up in terms of where he got picked. Um, this was, you know, two months back, two, three months back, a, a top three pick ended up what 10th i think something like that yeah um oh he's 11 because josh cleared out yeah 11th pick um i think i think as soon as he throws his first touchdown he's gonna pull mahomes and count out how many people picked him in front um and they they were a playoff team last year at least we forget so uh with with an actual pretty great quarterback and a solid draft under their belt I think the Bears are going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. Allen Robinson's fucking a dope wide receiver, so it's going to be rough. Yeah, you got to just hope that they just don't lean on Andy Dalton too much, who no. is slotted right now as QB one. Yeah, no, that's not going to last long <laughs> for like two games, maybe. It's two games. Yeah. <laughs> you did, you did good, Andy. No. The Red Rifle. Good taking nap to the bench. Uh, ben, I can only imagine this game here. No, see, I would talk about Washington, but we made the playoffs last year, so I want to talk about somebody that didn't didn't achieve that. Uh, 
So actually, I wanted to talk about the Chargers initially because I'm really, really high on Justin Herbert. Love yeah. the kid. So good. Unfortunately, their division is way too hard. I don't think they can make the jump yet. And then I wanted to talk about the Cardinals, who Lucas hates, because I think their offense is going to be ridiculously good. My only question with them is their secondary, and then also the fact that their division is just too freaking hard to really get out of. So um, I decided to go with the Minnesota Vikings because they're not far removed from being a good team. Uh, Kirk Cousins, tell your girlfriend we're we're rooting (laughs) for the Vikings. So Kirk Cousins, um, obviously, I have a a lot of familiarity with with Washington. Uh, I have kind of gotten a chuckle out of the fact that, you know, they grossly overpaid for him and he hasn't quite achieved what that contract was worth. But um, he is still a serviceable quarterback. He has the arguably one of the best running backs in football in Dalvin Cook. He has good wide receivers, uh, really good wide receivers. Justin Jefferson, I really, really love super high on. Uh, and then Adam Thielen, you know, so the only thing that they didn't have last year was the defense that they were kind of known for. And so that's what they spent their whole offseason trying to acquire. Um, they went through and they got defensive tackle, Delvin Tomlinson. They improved yeah, the we didn't game. sign him for some fucking reason. Yeah, I know. Really bad decision. Stupid uh, Fox. He's super solid. He's going to be good for them. Really good. What they needed. And then their secondary, Patrick Peterson, Mackenzie Alexander, and Xavier Woods added. Um, I mean – all that adds up to a much, much improved defense to go with a really good offense. And um, it's even made better by the fact that if Aaron Rodgers leaves, that division is wide open. Uh, so that would easily make the Vikings probably the favorite to take it, unless the Bears, of course, uh, in Al's opinion, do it. But I feel like the Vikings are, are right there. Uh, so that's that's who I would take to surprise and kind of sneak into that at least wild card spot. Just want to say it's – are you talking about Xavier Rhodes? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it might be Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, I think he. it says he's now with the Colts, actually. Okay, then that. Because Xavier Woods is actually with a pro wrestler, so I'm just wondering. <laughs> oh, that's why you do the name right off the top of your head. Okay. I like Xavier Woods is a pro wrestler, guys. My quick research on the Vikings apparently did not warrant me the, uh, the correct name in that. Oh, look, my only thing I worry about with the Vikings is Kirk. Yeah. Ca- Captain, Captain Kirk, man, is... Uh, he was a super, super inconsistent quarterback last season, like just crazy inconsistent. So, yeah. um, and then he has the weapons too, like you mentioned. Like that's Jefferson. that's some well, Jefferson is ludicrous, and Adam Dalvin Cook. Cook is arguably, as Ben said, the best running back in the NFL. Barkley gets shattered like glass, and two running backs rise above, and it's Cook. And Kamara, like lest we also forget, they're neck and neck. As you just named Dalvin Cook the year before, shattered like glass. Kamara also shattered like glass at some point too. So let's not shit on Saquon too much, guys. Not shitting on Saquon. I'm just saying that Cook Cook has Cook. I think of of the three, Cook is the one that no one is talking about enough. That's true. He's very true. He's so so good. Final question. What's the Super Bowl for this year? Uh, ben, I'm going to start with you. Who is in the Super Bowl this year? Uh, so I already talked about it earlier. I think uh, the sad reality is that the Bucs are probably the favorite to come out of the NFC again. Um, it could go either way, but I was really high on the Buffalo Bills last season, and they just fell short against the Chiefs. I feel like they've got what it takes to get it done this year. I like cheering for teams that haven't had a lot of success, and obviously the Bills have uh, had a long history with not making that final step in winning a Super Bowl. Uh, they got there a lot of times, didn't quite taste it. So 
I, for one, think that it was a, a good thing that they didn't win last year because they wouldn't have been able to have the full parade and celebration that that city deserves. This year, not a single table will be safe uh, if they do win it. So I, I want to be a part of that party, honestly. So I'm, I'm all in on the Buffalo Bills to, to hopefully beat Tom Brady and win the Super Bowl. Al. Uh, Bills Chiefs. I think Ben. It could not happen since they're both in the AFC. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was I, I'm trying to think of what what was. What well, you can say Washington. What is my <laughs> NFC team now? Shit. No, because I'll come back. Oh yeah, now Chiefs. Chiefs beat the Bills. That's right. Don't worry. I won't shit. edit this part out. No, you're good. You know, you you, to, you totally you can totally keep it in because I forgot that they right. did. the part about Xavier Rhodes leaving that they no no, no we're keeping them. that in too, um, uh, especially because I was like I mean, so Lucas, who do you got? You go first, Luke. Sorry, I'm 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 all um, flustered now. I I think, I mean, we all know the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, get past that. Um, <laughs> I think you're going to have – it's going to be the Bucks again. Um, I, I think it's, it's going to be one of two things. I think it's either going to be Bucks versus the Bills, and I hope it's the Bills because I, too, want to jump through a table. I've always wanted to jump through a table. Guys, like seriously, um, you can come to my house. I'll make it happen. <laughs> I, I really want to jump through a table. Um, but let me, let me tell you a story about a little-known little quarterback whose name is Bacon Mayfield. Um, I can see the Browns doing it because I saw the Browns doing it last year and I put them in a three team parlay that was plus nine fifty, and they should have won that game against the Steelers, but because of terrible officiating, they lost that game and I lost my money. So I think the Browns are pulling it all together. I, I think it's been a long road for them, a very long road for them. And I think they've got swagger back. Like, I think they've just got a guy who's just willing to, like, take everything and put it on his shoulders and, like, carry that team through the finish line. Um, so I would say – and I actually had the Bills in the Super Bowl last year. Um, That's a bold call because I don't think many people thought they were going to be a Super Bowl team. But they had, I, they had a I playoff had, team. But I had the Bills versus the Packers as the two teams in the Super Bowl. And I was very close to making that. Um so yeah, I would. I guess I would go with the Browns is my long shot. The Bills is my favorite against the Bucks. I'm. I, I'm. I'm just gonna say because I. I don't think it's a long shot. I think it's. I think the Browns are going for it. I think the Browns are taking it. It's and and that championship game versus the Chiefs is going to be an absolute like kind of like to compare it to hockey, a '94 Rangers Devils. Um, type of battle where the super where that's the super bowl mm -hmm. that's the great game i'm gonna go with uh bucks versus the browns and i am rooting it it, it wouldn't matter unless it's the giants i would be rooting for the browns 100 percent to win i want to see mayfield do a conor mcgregor walk across the field when he lobs a touch i mean i don't know how i feel about odell in a super bowl but like i, I want to see connor yeah. I, yeah i want to see that too uh oh, that nick chubb Nick Chubb is Chubb. ludicrous. So good. Um, Al, who do you have? Uh, okay. So after reconsidering everything that I've ever thought about in my entire life. I was thinking of Washington football. <laughs> I here this one's it's it's gonna be the Chiefs and the Seahawks. 
I can see one. You got to sell me on the Seahawks. Okay. So the Seahawks, this is a make or break year for them. Very true. Russell, Russell Wilson should be like, what? Two, he, would, he already has one. He's got one ring? Yeah, he oh. should have two. He should have two. Yeah, he beat, the, think, they beat the Broncos, but they yeah. uh, should have beat the Patriots. But they Correct. The so this, this is the, the last possible year for him as a Seahawk to win a, 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 a ring. I think this is like the, the when he decides, like, if I'm not doing it here, I need to do it somewhere else. So I think it's a make or break year for them. And then the Chiefs are going to be, for better or worse, the new Patriots. That's it's the team we're going to see in every Super Bowl. It's they're fucking amazing guys. I, I don't know why I have to try to explain this to you, but Patrick Mahomes isn't a human being. He is a godlike creature who who does things on the football field that no other person can. The guy had yeah, a broken I mean, toe and a concussion, still played the Super Bowl decently. Like not terribly he was still okay where other players just wouldn't be able to play uh, imagine if he was fully healthy that game i don't think we would have seen the same thing uh, no had an offensive line which he does now they improved their own line so yeah yeah, yeah. Still I, mean, he's, I just he's got an offensive line now i mean he's got travis kelsey who is the best tight end i've ever seen since gronk like gronk i think he's better he's, than he's way better than gronk He's yeah. so much better than Grock. He's fucking phenomenal. And then uh, the Cheetah, the fastest man alive. Um, Tyreek Hill. CEH. I mean, the, he, he's got a solid team. They don't even need a running back, and they have, like, two awesome running backs. Le'Veon Bell still in there yet? Three awesome running backs. Uh, yeah, it's the, it's the Chiefs' uh, world, and we're just living in it. Megan, you're going to close this out. Who do you got? And why, is he, why are you picking the Packers with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I mean, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I have to say the Packers because I just want to see them in a Super Bowl. Um, but I also think, like, Kansas City has – they're going to be in the Super Bowl, like you said. They're going to be the new Patriots. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a franchise quarterback. Like, he is there to stay. We're going to see them year after year. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I send my friends facts about him every single game, and I'm running out of facts. So, I mean, it's going to be tough watching them go to all these games, but I'm here for it. I love watching that team play. Um, so, selfishly, I do want to see them play against the Packers. But I could see it being the Bucks again. I don't want it to be. I could see that happening. Me neither. Did we all, we all pick the I, – I just – we did we all pick the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl? No. So I, I will say this. I had DraftKings open because I was looking at my bets that I had already made for the night. Sick. Sick human the futures on the NFL. Um, NFC championship winner, Bucks are the favorite at plus 325. Rams at plus 600. Packers at plus 650. Also the 49ers at plus 650. Al, your Seahawks are at uh, 1,200, so that might be worthwhile. Ooh, shit. Um, AFC winner, the Chiefs are at plus 260, heavy favorite. Then it's the Bills at plus 625. The Ravens, which I disagree with, at plus 650. Mm, The the Browns at plus 750. And then Super Bowl winner, Chiefs plus 500. Bucks plus 675. So the Bucks are the underdogs again in the Super Bowl. Then it's the Bills at plus 1,300. And the Browns to win the Super Bowl, plus 1,600 right now. I'm telling you what. 
if if the Browns win the Super Bowl, the army and the military better be sent to Cleveland because that shit's gonna burn because they're gonna lose their shit. We thought Philly was bad with people with people eating horse shit. I don't even know what's going to happen in Cleveland. I will use the money that I win on the Browns winning the Super Bowl to go to Cleveland and then <laughs> celebrate with the Cleveland Browns fans. You're, the the person next to you on the couch might be like, no, we're going to save that money and we're going to invest in something good. Um, and shoot. $600 on beer and cheese in Minnesota. I can go to Cleveland if I want. First off, $600 on beer and cheese in Minnesota Sounds pretty amazing. Um, so, guys, that is our way too early NFL podcast. I'm making an executive decision because I'm the editor-in-chief of the site. We are going to do this again with this panel, if they want to be here, uh, before the season starts. We're going to have – and we're going to base it more around fantasy, but we're going to ask some of the same questions about who's going to go to the Super Bowl because this was a lot of fun. I think this, I hope everyone had fun on the podcast so thank you so much for joining us. Let's get into our plugs. Meg, you've got a lot of podcasts you host. Tell us what they are again, and tell us all the platforms we can find them on, as well as where people can find you on social media. Sure. Um, so check out Three Mavericks Podcast. Uh, it's on Anchor. It's on all of them, basically. And again, that's just a movie deep dive. We pick a specific topic, and we cover specific movies surrounding that topic. Uh, and then My Ovaries Made Me Do It. That's also on Spotify, Anchor, you can find that everywhere. It's around women's issues and some kind of like true life stories. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's informational, um, but it's made for everybody. So check it out. And they both have IG accounts at Screen Mavericks Podcast, at My Ovaries Made Me Do It. Uh, and then you can find me at Untitled Meg uh, on Instagram. And Meg, we look forward to you drafting another baller team in our fantasy league this year and probably kicking every one of our asses like you did last year because you are one of the best fantasy players that we play against every open year. for it oh, <laughs> i guarantee it benzino working at referencing a very random new york hip-hop artist uh where can people find you on social media and what do you got coming up on the popbreak.com yeah, all the platforms are uh, just B.D. Murchison, my last name, M-U-R-C-H-I-S-O-N. Um, Instagram is pretty much exclusively uh, pictures of me on melons and such. Uh, but on poprate.com, um, I do have uh, one review about to come out after um, we're allowed to release it. Solos is a new series that's dropping on Amazon. Uh, so I was able to go through and write about that already. So it's, it's a good one. It's, um, it's kind of in the black mirror realm, uh, or monster land realm. If you watch that, uh, so quasi like depressing, but, uh, really, really, really well acted. Um, so I'll start cast. So that'll be coming out pretty soon. And you also wrote a review on those who wish me dead. Yeah. Wish me dead. Wish me dead. Uh, which is now on HBO max. So go check that out on the popbreak.com. LPJ. Talk about junior hockey. Tell, talk about where people can find you on social media as well. Um, yeah. So as I uh, am currently phasing out my personal uh, social media pages, don't at me. Um, you can only <laughs> find me in a perfect world. You couldn't find me. But since I've become a reasonable, I, mean, I popular, could find you. <laughs> since I've apparently become a reasonable popular, reasonably popular hockey guy, uh, you can follow me at the underscore Dan K show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
You can also go to www.dankshow.com to find out more about the Dan K Show. And this ad read is burned into my brain because we do it at the end of every hockey broadcast that we do. Um, we're junior hockey, youth hockey, college hockey. Um, Alfonso's, uh, where can people find you on social media? You can follow me at Al Manorino on Twitter. Verified for some reason. No reason. And Instagram. Um, Twitter, I'm mostly talking about things that I like. Like a lot of things that I like. Uh, like pop culture stuff, mostly. So, uh, like, we usually do a pop culture recommendation section at the end of this podcast, but we are running out of time. But I will say Hacks on HBO. Awesome show. Definitely worth the watch. Check it out. That's my plug. Pl- watch Hacks on HBO. Give, give HBO Max their money. Yeah. I mean, if anyone's a hack, it's me. I'm at, on Twitter at BodkinWrites, W-R-I-T-S. If you must know what I tweet about, it's mostly retweets from thepopbreak.com or random bullshit about wrestling. I've made about six wrestling references on this podcast if you've picked it up. And if you're a wrestling fan, I hope you did a shot every time I mentioned one. Um, uh, I'm not going to mention in the uh, notes where they are. I want you to have fun with it. Uh, check out thepopbreak.com every single day. All the people on this podcast are amazing writers, and they have written such tremendous stuff over the years. As mentioned to Ben before the podcast uh, started airing, Megan was like the guru of finales, having written about the Parks and Rec finale, the How I Met Your Mother finale. She's done amazing stuff on the site. Go check her out. Ben's done such great stuff on uh, Peaky Blinders and a t- like. literally was our Netflix movie guy for like a better part of a year. LPJ, we're going to ask you to do a couple things later, uh, but has also done some awesome stuff with Steel Panther. He's done a lot of great music reviews. And Al, he is an, an amazing, he's the best, he's one of the best photographers on the popbreak.com when it comes to music. Hands down, bar none. I know I'm biased, but I don't give a shit. Um, so follow the popbreak.com on Twitter at the popbreak. We are forward slash popbreak.com, all spelled out on Facebook, at the popbreak on Instagram, because concerts are coming back real soon. Because every photographer on the site is emailing me constantly. Uh, we're going to start having concert shoots again. But we're going to be safe about it. Don't worry. And, of course, check out the Pop Break Radio Network. You can check out Pop Break TV. And the winner still is the Way Too Early Oscar podcast and the Breakcast. All on Ankle, Ankle, Jesus, Anchor, <laughs> Google, Spotify, and, and, App, and Apple Podcasts. Um, all the time. We're always publishing. Of course, we're coming out. We may change the date on this podcast due to the low-key low review series coming out soon, but we'll keep you posted on social media about that. So for Ben, Megan, Lucas, and Al, my name is Bill Bodkin. Thank you so much for joining us on the Socially Distance Podcast.